Hey guys, this is Kari Payton. I play King Ezekiel on The Walking Dead and Cyborg and just about everything. You're below the belt. I don't know where I am, but you're below the belt. The Below the Belt show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. For another episode of BTV Below the Belt in the Mother Effin House. I'm your host, Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most here for your weekly pleasure. Yes, that's right. That's right, guys. We do it each and every week. And tonight is no exception. Um, bringing it to you each and every week, the best in entertainment and commentary, and of course, our amazing sense of humor. <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce. That's debatable. Uh, oh, snap, yo. <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce uh, the panel, uh, starting with, that's right, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. Hey, it feels to be back. Yeah, man, feels good to be back, man. <laughs> I didn't say good. I said it feels <laughs> to be back. <laughs> well, uh, of course, uh you know, everybody knows who Chachi McFly, the king of the 80s, is, if you're a Below the Belt Show listener. But we are introducing a first-time guest co-host first time. tonight. Wow. First a time BTB on BTB. Virgin. That's right. He is affectionately known as James Gaines. <laughs> he might be the man crush of one Mike the General Zod. <laughs> but nonetheless... Is he really? That's one of... Um... <laughs> It's one of General <laughs> yeah. He's the one and only James Malone, my good buddy James Malone. First time on BTB. What's up, guys? It's good to be here. Yeah, yeah I, I've heard so much about this show, and now, it's, yeah. now, now I'm finally here. It's kind of surreal. Yeah, man. I'm Don't we're so like glad to have you on, man. Yeah, especially. Zod have a crush on you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is this guy? General Zod met you Halloween night. Oh, you don't even remember? That's going to break his heart. He's our co-host. He's one of our co-hosts. <laughs> he, he claims to be very secure in his manhood, but um, I, I have a sneaky suspicion he could be by. I, I don't know. But... <laughs> There's anything wrong I don't with know that. all that, but yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just joking, Zod. We know you're 99% straight, I guess. <laughs> his wife would be very upset. I know he's he's very happily married. We're just teasing General Zod. We're teasing with you. Um, James Games is an actor in the DMV area. He's also a realtor extraordinaire, and one more accolade, James. Right, podcaster. You you yes. your own podcast, uh, right? I, I've newly been introduced into the podcast game. 
Uh, I feel like you've 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 been the one to inspire me, Al. So, oh my God, I, I think... that means a lot to me. <laughs> that really does. Tell us about your podcast, please. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's the uh, it's called the Sleepy Games Podcast. Um, I have a co-host, uh, Sleepy John, and uh, we basically just discuss uh, uh, films from today, back in the day, uh, TV shows, anime, and. Uh, I think that's for the most part. Like, I feel like we were thinking about doing video games, but like, you know, it's a little too much. I feel like we should hone in just on a few more specific things I mean, and go broad. Below the belt shows are already a two-hour show. We have all those, all those things we talk about, TV, film, and all, and everything in the world of entertainment. So imagine, god damn, adding video games to that that would be. Cr- and even yeah. General Zod even added a comic book segment on on the days he's here. But uh, <laughs> General Zod, how Zod's many comic book how many corner. shows have you had? So uh we're about to film or shoot or do the uh, 13th episode so 13. yeah that's that's cute <laughs> wait wait how many have you guys had um had on this episodes. platform 800 some so you'll be better Whoa. like us if you ever make it that far <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we were starting the show service. before podcasting was podcast right yeah <laughs> it, was in, it was simply called internet radio we just you know, with the explosion of a podcast, we've been been so lucky to continue the show. But yeah, it's, okay, we uh, started the show before a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, probably <laughs> probably before your birth. Um, <laughs> we we've been around way too long. <laughs> it's, it's, um, just, it's one episode a week you do. One episode a week. Okay, got it, man. Each and every week, below the belt show dot com and your streaming <laughs> platform, your favorite streaming platform. Uh, listen to us uh but um wow we we got an incredible show from top to bottom we got a lot of things uh, awesome things to talk about of course uh, james where can we find your podcast everywhere uh, where podcasts are, are available uh and i know so far we're only on two platforms spotify and apple okay so by simply searching for this the sleepy oh yes it, it, we also have the instagram too uh sleepy games uh at sleepy games podcast sleepy games podcast there you go yes. So uh, make sure how to get well, that plug in there, James. Yes. Yeah, see it in the description below, right? Yeah, exactly. In the <laughs> in the uh, description below. Yeah, description below. Why not? Um, so we're still um, playing exclusive interviews from the Creative Coalition. This is our second week playing uh, those great interviews, and um, decided to play two more amazing interviews. Um, Chachi McFly interviewed actress Reagan Reverd. Who plays the um, the younger sister on Young Sheldon? Um, she was in attendance at the Creative Coalition event, and of course, with AAPI Month, uh, Asian American Pacific Islander Month, had to bring on someone from that category, right? Um, BD Wong. Um, you might know him from the Jurassic Park movies. You might know him from Aquafina, nor from Queens. You might know him from Law and Order SVU. Um, dude's been in a ton of stuff, dude. And uh, I, I get to talk to B.D. Wong um, in a pre-recorded interview uh, conducted at the Creative Coalition, Chachi. Can can you believe we uh, we got some great content from Creative Coalition, man? Oh, yeah. He was great. Fantastic. So those two interviews will be uh, on tonight's show. So can't wait to talk everything in the world of entertainment. So why not? Let's talk about everything in in the world going on this week. It is time for the Hollywood Report. That's hot. That's bananas. That's off the chain. Lifetime, the rest of the faded. They're always gonna play. 
Yeah, that's right. My gosh. Um, Benji and Joel, DMV's own, representing. All right. Um, yes, yes. Great royalties for that. <laughs> Thank you, Jen, <laughs> Benji and Joel, for all that. Uh, so, uh, yes, Guardians of the Galaxy, guys, still the number one movie. No surprise there. Um, wow. Um, another uh, 62.6 million over the weekend and now has crossed over the 200 million mark. And uh, I absolutely love the Guardians. We talked about it in depth last week, but I'm happy to, to that it's still number one, but no surprise. It was, um, I said last week, it was one of the top five Marvel movies, in my opinion. What? Oh my God. One of the top five Marvel movies. And going all the way back to Iron Man, I would put Guardians 3 in that top five. Does anyone agree or disagree? I haven't like, watched it yet. <laughs> you haven't watched it yet, James Games. Okay. I know. It's surprising. Okay. Did you Top think it was the, the best Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Yeah. I actually okay. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than the one. There was so favorite. much emotion. Yeah, I think I did too. I mean, I really enjoyed, you know, the first two. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that I like this one better, surprisingly. Surprisingly? I it was the, okay. Yeah, I thought it was the best. Well, because... I thought, you know, what are we in phase four or no phase five actually? Yeah, we're in five. Is this starting phase five? Well, I thought it was the best one out of all of phase four, except for maybe um, the last Spider-Man movie. No, Spider-Man yeah, No, no Way Home is actually in the top five, um, as well as Avengers: okay. Endgame. Yeah. Um, Avengers: Infinity War and um, Captain America: Civil War. And then um, that's kind of my loose top five, but um, it's a solid top five. Yeah, that that's. Yeah. I think I agree with most of, most of that, except for maybe uh, Captain America. Yeah, I'll, Captain I'll, America. Put, I'll put Winter Soldier ahead of Civil War. You would put Winter Soldier. Okay, yes. I just love Civil War because of the whole hero versus hero aspect. It was very different. I, I love the spy espionage aspect of Winter Soldier. Okay. <laughs> That's completely fair, but there's another new Marvel movie in the Captain America uh, world, and that's Captain America New World Order, um, and uh, that's going to be dropping, um, I believe, next year. Man, so that's uh, they um, actually revealed some uh, behind-the-scenes uh, um, photos from set, and uh, <laughs> pretty amazing. They actually slightly changed the um, Captain America suit, so Sam no longer has that cowl. He, he has no cow this time, so um, which I guess it was a little restrictive maybe for him that he opted not to do the cow. And he the or anything? he's got like the the goggles, hmm. but the, the cow like over his face they they foregone at least on what we saw in the onset photos. So, how about the um? How about the wings? You saw the wings? Yeah, he's gonna be a winged Captain America. Okay, which is smart. I mean, I mean why why get rid of something that makes you fly? Well, the thing is, he <laughs> hasn't taken the um, the super serum yet, so I, so he's he gonna have to have. To? Well, that the, that's the thing that the, that the original Captain America had, you know, Steve Rogers. He had he had that um, super strength and and um, invincibility, um, and you know, and all that stuff. Whereas Sam Wilson relied on the wings. Granted, he is an above average human as far as ability and strength and and and, and everything else. He he was still not a superhuman. He just had those mechanical wings, you know. 
So maybe they'll be doing something a little bit different for this next Captain America movie. Um, but we have one of our favorites on BTB. I think she's ready to be introduced. Oh. The one and only the adorable one, Allie Dash. Are, we, are you with us, Allie? Oh, okay, well, Allie's almost. got an audio issue. So, <laughs> so it looks like she's going to... She's not in her closet either. She's not in the closet <laughs> either. So she, <laughs> she's usually... She, well, Allie's usually in, in her amazing sound booth. Yeah, she's gone. She does the... Uh, yeah, and then she's gone. So <laughs> That's why that's why it's not working, because she's out, out of the closet this time. There you go. That might be it. Yeah. <laughs> um, number two, um, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Grossed another 12.6 million, and as you know, it's 1.2 billion globally. Super Mario Brothers. Wow, no one expected that. That's crazy. Unbelievable. I just, I just watched it today. You, you finally watched it today. Okay, what do you think? Uh, I, I thought it was, it was cute. Um, it, it went by really fast. Like, I feel like they rushed a lot of things in the movie. We're like. They got from point A to point B like that. And I was like, oh, we're already towards the end. And they wrapped everything up nicely. <laughs> but, you know, I, I guess like a lot of the humor and everything, it was, um, you know, it, it was cutesy and kid friendly. But, you know, of course, kid there friendly some... with, with some um, humor that actually adults can appreciate. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I was I was pleasant. I finally got to see it and was pleasantly. Pleasantly surprised at how entertained I was, you know. Um, I was curious to see which way it went more towards kids or towards, you know, everybody. And I, I really feel that 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 the film was made for everyone because, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, older adults that love love Super Mario Brothers as a kid, you know, and um, they're gonna have to appreciate. And of course, Mario has stood the test of time and, and has been on many game platforms, you know. So many generations have appreciated Mario Brothers for so many years. So, so I think that was a good job, and they didn't do any um, character swapping, ethnicity swapping with the characters. Yeah. They stayed true to the, uh, you know, um, the characters that that we we enjoyed, you know, playing. You know. Yeah, I was um, surprised by, by how much I liked the voice acting, because I knew that that was like a big. Like criticism when everyone got cast, especially Chris Pratt. But I thought Chris Pratt did great. Like it, it kind of. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's not Italian," but oh, big deal. You know, he he still did a good job. You know, and in fact, he is in the number one and number two movie, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy three. That's Super crazy. Mario. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> Disney's Disney's so confused right now. They're like, "How did that make a billion dollars when they didn't make the plumbers gay lovers of color like like, like how we would have." <laughs> You know, it's so weird. Like, how'd they do that? Oh like, they didn't do it this time, Chachi. They would have totally made um <laughs> You think it would have been better? You would have liked the story better? Oh, yeah. yeah it would have been way better. Like, <laughs> um, so the number three, four, and five film, respectively, is um, The Book Club, uh, the next chapter, which really only got $6.5 million. It was third place, but still only $6.5 million. Was there a first chapter? There was. There was. was there? Apparently, yeah. it did a lot better in the box office too. That's right. The first one. Um, I never heard of either. <laughs> well, you know, it's not actors you're clamoring for, Chachi. It's Candace Bergen, Jane Fonda, Diane Keaton, and Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> so these all, are not all my favorite women. Like, so if it was Margot about? Robbie, Anna de Armas, Anya Taylor Joy, and Lily Collins, then you know Soto would be at the top. 
<laughs> you know I, you know I'd be there uh, uh, watching it as soon as it came out. But no, yeah, you don't care if they're reading books or whatever. You don't care. You still watch it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't even care if they read. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't even have to have the the the, the ability to read. Um, but I'm joking. <laughs> yes, yes, that. <laughs> That's the number three movie, Evil Dead Rise, number four. Did you and see then, that one? I have not. Chachi, you've seen Evil Dead Rise? I have not yet, no. You have not yet? Okay. And the number five movie I'm curious if Chachi has seen, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. <laughs> yes. No, I haven't. No, you have not seen that one. Okay. Based on the Judy Bloom book. And uh, it's interesting to note that Robert Rodriguez's film starring Ben Affleck called The Hypnotic did not break the top five, only made $2.4 million. So that was a, quite the bomb uh, at the box office. Wow. I never even heard of this movie until I heard about it in the box office. I think because they didn't even um, there was no marketing. make the time to market the film. Yeah. You know, very, very poor marketing. That's the thing. That's a, that, that's what's a spending on marketing is essential because people have not heard of this film. And apparently, uh, it cost sixty-five million to make, and they only made two point four million opening weekend. That's a head scratcher, huh? That's horrible. That is god awful. So I don't know how they're going to come back from that. Um, well, I thought that was cool that Ben Affleck and J Lo came out with new movies at the same time. Oh yeah, maybe because yeah, um, she had the movie J-Lo. on Netflix. Jayla had the number one movie on Netflix, so oh. they, they maybe uh, did the maybe everybody of, of the Benefer fan club stayed home and watched their film and didn't go <laughs> sure. out to see yeah yeah Affleck's film. But he is an heir, and Air was a was a well rated film and did well. Air was early. great. Yeah, yeah, I loved Air. Loved it. Yeah, it was so good. Okay, and that's yes. on Amazon right now too. If you want to watch, yes, it, it. Is. is it finally on Amazon? Yeah, yep. okay. it came out this this past week. Okay, and and I heard Mario Brothers will be on on-demand platforms. You can purchase it on Amazon and Apple TV um, starting, I believe, this week. I think as early as this week, is it? Is that, How much does that cost, do you know? Yeah. Um, yep, May at 15th. Least, at least 20. 20, okay. At yeah. least. Like, probably 20, well, between 20 and 30. Plus, but they, they, could, they, could, 30 here. they could sell but it They should push more. it back. I mean, because it's doing so well in the theater. Why? Bringing out on demand already. Right, it's number two. <laughs> You're yeah. right. Yeah, number two in the box office. So and they may um, push that, it back. We'll see. That is the top five in the box office, and then you have Fast X, which is dropping uh, <laughs> next Friday. Uh, Chachi, I know you're not uh, a fan of the the Fast and Furious franchise no, films. I'm not, no, so None you of will them? not be you will not be supporting this film, correct? No, I mean I'm not a fan of the recent ones. I mean I like the first one or two or whatever but i mean it's just gotten so far out of any realm of reality that is i mean it's, they these people they don't have now. <laughs> actual superpowers yeah you know, they have superpowers that'll be different but they don't in the movie it went They're from drag be, racing like, to yeah. a super super to space to group space. of drivers <laughs> yeah like, like i always say the one the one movie last one i saw is when they're jumping from building to building with their cars yes. the fight once i saw that i'm like yeah. all right i'm done yeah. Get the five physics because you cannot go to a speed that would take you to tra- trajectory yeah. that would allow you to, unless you have some kind of, you know, a different type of engine that there's sp- yeah. spring. Somehow you're going to like crash through the other window of the other building and crash in just a way where you're not going to hit the side of the building. You're going to go through the window. Right. And you're going to land safely. And safely. Is, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a. I'm, I'm hoping the whole thing ends where he just gets like T-boned by like a tractor trailer or whatever. Oh, come on. Stuff and, you know what I mean? No, I'm talking about the end of the whole series. It's got to end somehow, right? You definitely see Dom dying in the oh, end. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, but I want him to die like a real simple way that like normal people die like in car accidents, not like some kind of. Because that way he got through all this crazy shit, jumping through buildings and stuff, and <laughs> jumping his cars out of helicopters and planes, right. and like, and then he just dies, like he like hit a, hit like a telephone pole or whatever, and die, oh just driving God. down the road on like a Sunday afternoon or something. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is this the uh, Fast and the Furious movies? Yeah, yes. yeah, right. Oh, Can it's we introduce? So sad because that's. Is it how, how Paul Walker, Walker died? died? Yeah, that's exactly how Paul Walker died. We have Wait, to introduce her. We have to introduce you. Because we are just new voice. That's yes. right. She is actress extraordinaire, voiceover artist extraordinaire. You might have seen her on many shows on the Investigation Discovery Channel. Uh, the wonderful, the adorable one, Allie Dash, back on BTB. Yes, glad to be back as always. Oh, glad to have you back. Yeah, what happened to your closet? <laughs> I know. It's still I've heard about this. there. It's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot in there. <laughs> you didn't have the proper ventilation, right? No. Yeah, and and if you're doing a voiceover, I can't imagine having the ventilation because you know, the sound yeah. you're with. What you're trying to. It's the worst in the summer. Like in the winter, like I can just like curl up with a blanket when I do my voiceover, but okay. then like as soon as it warms up, it's. Oh, so it's you need so to buy like there. a walk-in <laughs> freezer, like a nice walk-in yeah. freezer, and, and go inside there and do it. <laughs> I need like a little fan to use like between takes. <laughs> yeah. Well, glad you could join us, Allie Dash. Um, are you going to go watch uh, the Fast and Furious uh, film when it comes out? No. Were you a fan of the franchise? <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw like the I saw the first two back in the early 2000s. Um, right. yeah. But then I haven't seen one since probably since like 2005. Yeah. There's a little surprise. I mean, it's it's spoilerish, but it, at the same time, it's all over the news. But um, there is a return on Fast X. A lot of people didn't think he was coming back, but yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson makes no. it in the post-credit sequence. I, I oh, thought okay. I thought the Rock and Vin hate each other. They hated each other, but apparently they 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 um they uh, buried the hatchet. You know, um, apparently The Rock told Vin Diesel, I told Vin directly I would not be returning. I was, you know, firm yet cordial with my words and said that I, I will always be supportive of the cast and always root for the franchise to be successful. But there was no chance I would return. So this is kind of like, you know, I don't know if he was trying to rib us, you know, and then, you know, or did he just make it have a change of heart and decide to to shoot that well. those credit scenes? Well, you know, like, like Vin Diesel, you know, Vin Diesel said, you know, family is family. <laughs> and like, and that's all it was, you know, they got back together again like that, you know, and like they, they patched stuff up and. Yeah. Whatever, I mean, for Thanksgiving easy. now. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, um, it was a six year uh, beef between Diesel and Johnson, but apparently. Six years already? God. Six years they've had beef. Yeah. That but long. They realized, they realized it's a mutually beneficial scenario. You know, but making money, making money. I I, I do think the rock needs help because he's had some bombs lately. He has, sadly. And I do like the rock, you know, and, you know, watching him as a WWE fan and seeing him go on to be the blockbuster action hero and having those recent string of bombs. Yeah, that's not, you know, 
Black Adam. I did want Black Adam to, even though I was entertained by Black Adam. Play, mm-hmm. Apparently, there are a lot of other people that didn't like it. Um, but um, yeah, expect uh, expect uh, Fast and Furious to be the number one movie next week. Um, but let's see what's coming soon. Well, we have Haunted Mansion. So as you know, Disney likes to make movies based on their popular theme park rides. And then remake and... that movie again. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it an Eddie Murphy movie? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was like in, yeah, I remember seeing that in theaters. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yep, and this will be <laughs> dropping on July 28th. The trailer was 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 really good, I have to admit. Um, you know, Danny DeVito's in it, Owen Wilson's in it, Rosario Dawson. And even Tiffany Haddish, who was amid some controversy, she's in it as well. Um, but uh, I don't know if anyone saw the trailer, but you know, uh, expect you know some aspects of uh, that uh, theme park ride. You know, um, had that is kind of a, appeal to it. You know, is it a remake of the Eddie Murphy one, or is it like a completely, uh, or is That's it a, like a continuation what? in the same world? I think it is in the same world, not necessarily a remake of the Eddie Murphy one in 2003. That's right for what I'm reading here. Um, but um, I don't know. It Basically, when you see the uh, trailer, it mixes the comedy and horror aspect, which is what Eddie Murphy's film did. And um, what you see is through the eyes of Ben, played by Lakeith Stanfield. So he's the everyman who hosts ghost tours in New Orleans. He's one of the group of paranormal experts called upon by a young single mother, mother, Rosaria Dawson, to try and rid her new home of 999 happy haunts. So there's 999 ghosts, I guess. Um, I don't know. Does that sound sound similar to the Eddie Murphy? It's been so long since I saw (laughs) it. I can't remember. Not that memorable. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the big, the only, big, the only ghost movie I care about is Beetlejuice too. Be- I got Beetlejuice. Oh, news I'm so tonight. excited for Beetlejuice. that. But um, before we get to Beetlejuice, I got some stuff on Cannes. So as you know, that's the big film festival in um France, in uh, the south of France, and uh, Johnny Depp making a comeback. Dude got a seven-minute standing ovation for his movie oh, wow. Jean Dubarry. So this is a French film, um, and um, it's his performance as King Louis the Fifteenth. XV. It's called, it's called John Drew Barrymore. Uh, Jean oh. Du Barry. Okay. No more, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a female director, Mai Wen, um, who um, had some controversy a while back because she was married to Luc Besson, and apparently she spit on a journalist. So she made a lot of headlines a, a, a while ago. And, of course, Johnny Depp has headlines because of his tumultuous relationship with Amber Heard. But mm-hmm. apparently the French are very forgiving. They they welcomed Johnny with open arms. They gave him – and when he arrived into Cannes, they gave him a standing – you know, they gave him a round of applause. And, of course, getting a seven-minute standing ovation, that's kind of how they measure, I guess, how well a movie does is how long the standing ovation is. At the can, it's very unique. They don't really do this in other film festivals, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, this is um, apparently he did very, very well, and you know he hasn't been in the spotlight other than his his tri- very public trial. You know, um, he was found, you know, 
not responsible, you know, for for um for for um anything that Amber heard was uh, allegedly um suing him for. So I don't know. Johnny Depp's last movie he came out with. Oh wow, that is a good one. Remember? Yeah. Was it one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? No, I feel like he's done something after that. Um. I know he was in the Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, he was. um, Crimes. Was he in the Grindelwald one? He was in the second. I I think they recasted him. They recasted him. They replaced him. Third film. He's probably done. Oh yeah, the third, the most recent one. Most recent one, the third Um, was recast. Yeah. And that's I'm interesting. not sure if there was stuff in between or I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying now he was in. Um, Josh is checking it out to see. But uh, 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 Alex, sounds like a similar... City of Lies, oh. Waiting for the Barbarians. Yeah. Mena Mata. Oh, he's been in a lot of weird shit recently. Wow. Interesting. I guess the the most mainstream film was that Fantastic Beast movie. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I just watched him in one of his early movies, Crybaby. I watched the other night. Oh, nice. Remember that? That's actually filmed here in Maryland. Yeah. He filmed John Waters. Yeah. That's right. Um, filmed, in, filmed in Sykesville. Among the many other Forest. Forest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a. Hopefully, they'll bring more John Waters movies back uh, to the <laughs> to the Baltimore area. Um, hey, no, Al, no. Al, but but wasn't it, wasn't it similar from last year when uh with uh, Brendan Fraser like when the um the whale came out he had like a six minute or seven minute standing ovation yeah and similar yeah. success story like he's he was at he's been out of the Hollywood spotlight for probably even longer than Giant. I, I love Brendan Fraser's return <laughs> in Hollywood yeah mm-hmm. I mean to the like A list Hollywood I mean obviously he's been working but uh, yeah that was about similar of a length of a standing o <laughs> was for uh, his amazing performance in the whale. And um, Chachi will be pleased to hear that um, Brie Larson is one of the jurors in Cannes, and she was asked about her opinion on Johnny Depp, all right, because in John DeBerry. And <laughs> Brie said, you're asking me that? I'm sorry, I don't understand the correlation or why me specifically. <laughs> and then she said, you'll see, I guess, if I will see it, and I don't know how I'll feel about it if I do. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. You know, as you know, uh, she's been very vocal with her social justice stance um, yeah. um, in many different ways, I guess. Um, some, yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine you're Johnny Depp with his whole career and, you know, yeah. all the great movies he's done in the past. And you get Brie, Laws, Brie Larson trying to, you know, too afraid to take a stand for you. You know, like imagine that You know, after after you were like, you know, found basically not guilty yeah yeah like, oh i don't know i don't yeah i mean he's a man and i don't know like he's accused of bad stuff even though he's found not guilty but still you know it might still, have been i don't know how about there. Exactly. i mean even though amber heard like admitted on um on video that she beat him but you know that's okay yeah. though but yeah yeah I do hate that because their relationship was just so toxic and I hate the double standard because I feel like she should also like I feel like women can also be abusers um and I feel like her career has been affected as well Allie you know yeah I don't Um, think she's going to be doing the but no I heard she's back in for Aquaman has her stuff been cut from Aquaman she hasn't been cut but I don't think she's going to be on that 
press junket, you know. Well, he lost a lot of stuff, you know, when he was accused. Yeah. And and she admitted to doing stuff, and she's still in the movie, so. Mm -hmm. I still can't believe Ezra Miller is still, (laughs) like, we're going to talk like, what? He's not doing any press stuff. I don't (laughs) understand. That's the thing, yeah. He's another example, James. Yeah, exactly how Amber is. He probably won't be included in the press tour. But if the film does extremely well, which it could, it's very possible he could be forgiven and brought back. I don't know. Well, I don't think so. You don't think so? Yeah, I think it's too far gone now. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think that the whole thing was already filmed and ready to go. Yeah. He started acting all crazy and shit. But that is So crazy. I think if it would happen before that, they would have caught him. But, like, you know, they had too much banking on this. You know, they already filmed the whole thing. You can't really reshoot it all again, especially these type of movies. Was it exactly. that girl that they like completely fucked yeah, over? It is candid. Yeah, yeah, yeah but and but, but been, you know this. Like, yeah, but this movie they're that. like they're setting up the rest of the whole like universe, you know, and resetting all a bunch of stuff, you know, through this movie. They are through the mm-hmm. the whole Flashpoint or whatever it is. So that's right. Flashpoint. They kind of had to go with this one. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll segue. I was going to go into more can stuff, but um, I guess I would segue to the DC stuff and go back. Well, you know, we'll stick to can and go back and we'll. Circle yeah, back to DC. Yeah. Um, so what else is happening in Cannes? So Cannes is also about the Cannes market, which is about films getting shot to distributors. These could either could be in pre-production or um, post-production. So they're basically trying to get um, a distributor. So um, these are some of the films that are probably going to get picked up somehow, uh, but not attached. And one of them is Jean de Barry. doesn't have a distributor yet. Um, the other films, some other films include uh, Black Flies with Sean Penn, Ty Sheridan, Catherine Waterston, and Mike Tyson. Wow, interesting. What so Tyson? Mike Tyson's in this film. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so apparently Penn and Sheridan have a chemistry as a disgruntled mentor and mentee in this edge of your seat thriller. Um taking audiences in the offering um the often intense reality for paramedics in the new york city um so um that film is one of them um we also have a film called firebrand with alicia vikander and jude law a period piece film about henry the eighth so i guess this is kind of in a similar vein as uh johnny depp's film june debari um interestingly enough we also have May December with Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, and Charles Melton. Um, and um, the story involves a cross-generational affair between Melton and Moore that grips the nation at its start. Um, so look out for that one. And you got to admit, Dave Batista has come a long way since WWE. A lot of people have said Dave is the better actor than Dwayne, than Dwayne The Rock Definitely Johnson. Is. Because he's taking on roles that are, are – are in the can market and you know let's face it dave batista is not in any films that are in can so he's actually doing these really dramatic roles you know instead of those typical you know i mean take take it the knock at the cabin for instance you know i mean that's that's just a very different type of role for him and uh this particular role for batista is that he is a south beach bouncer who finds himself in the brink of redemption in hopes of reuniting with his family and then then a drug-filled safe is stolen from the club where he works, and he's blackmailed into finding it before the Miami PD Narcotics Bureau comes to retrieve it. Wow. Hmm. Sounds like a lot in that one. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, The Rock plays The Rock in every movie he's in. I, mean, he I, does. I, I, I still strange. enjoy him, but, like, yeah. He's not going to try anything much crazy. Dwayne. I think Dwayne should do uh, a drama. He should do, like, a serious drama. I think he should do something like that. I think I think he should do The Will, too. Something with The Will. <laughs> yeah, he should gain, like, 500 pounds. Well, he's doing Moana yeah. live action. I mean, he already voiced that character. He really looks like Moana. So it's like, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, definitely like, based it off his right. likeness. He's not, yeah, he's not doing anything different lately, you know. Um, uh, let's see, Elizabeth Moss, Kate Hudson, and Kaya Gerber have a, a movie called Shell, um, which, um, if you didn't know who Kaya Gerber is, that's Cindy Crawford's daughter. She's like a, oh, yeah, it looks exactly like Cindy. It's crazy. And in fact, Pete Davidson dated her, I believe. So that's just a never mind. Pete Davidson. Never mind. Never mind. Don't need to look her up now. Well, look her up, Chachi. You'd be like, holy shit. Yeah, I've seen pictures of her. Yeah. And so he probably banged both Cindy Crawford and her daughter. Oh, God. I mean, he was pretty down with the older women with the. Oh, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't be surprised. That motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, probably he upset. Was... He never got a chance to get with um, Betty White. I know. Like, he just missed her. She would have lived another week. I know. He's ready, he's ready to bang her at her um, ah. birthday party. Yep. Unreal. Yep. Interesting enough, we talked about this cliffhanger sequel with Syl- Sylvester Stallone. Mm. And apparently this movie isn't at the, um, the can market as well. So it's like 30 years later. He submits the mountain. That's a, that's a long time for a cliffhanger, isn't it? Yes. 30 year cliffhanger. 30 years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it had to be said. It had to yeah. be said. Yeah. No, it's good. He's going back to all his old movies now and he's trying to do sequels and stuff. I mean, I love Sly yeah, Stallone. I, I think he's like a, I think he's a national treasure. Um, and I know you love Nicolas Cage too because he's revisiting yeah. his old film, mm. Lord of War, and doing Lords of War. Wait, which is really? All, Lords of War. That's right. Yeah, and I he's got and he's got um um Bill Skarsgård from It playing his son, and okay. uh, yeah, I can so, see that. Wasn't he also be... doing like Face Off too? I, I didn't know that. that. I didn't yeah. know Face Off was still uh, you know, um, moved past pre-production. I, I I didn't. It might still be in the pre-production phase. Okay. Started. Yeah. And then you also, speaking of Bill Scars, they're also doing The Crow. They're doing a Crow um, reboot. As you know, that's the movie that sadly um, um, Brandon, Brandon Lee. Lee was killed um, in a, you know, due to a loaded firearm that was mm-hmm. you know, getting kind of the, the same thing from the... Yeah, well, thank God they learned a lesson from that tragic <clears throat> death. Yeah, and it's Get interesting because Russ... <laughs> Russ is actually a part of the Cannes film market. They're they're wrapped, and now they're looking for really? distribution. Um, and they just wrapped the film 18 months after the fatal shooting of Helena Hutchins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and um, we got a JFK assassination thriller. Um, with Courtney Love, Viggo Mortensen, Shia LaBeouf, Al Pacino, and John Travolta. It's called Assassination. I guess you can't get any more. To the point than that, right? No, you cannot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know. I feel like we've seen the JFK assassination before in a film, but correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it was called JFK. Yeah, it was <laughs> called JFK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kevin Costner, yeah. I wonder they chose assassination for so, this yeah. one. 
So we're seeing a different one. I guess, it, you know, they like to revisit things over and over, like the White House plumbers is revisiting the Watergate scandal. We've seen. Right, yeah. We've seen that already, but for whatever reason, they want to do it again, you know? Um, I mean, also the Cannes film market has holiday comedies, you know, rom-coms like uh, It's Christmas, um, which is um, Britney Snow and Lucas Bravo from Emily in Paris. That's another film um, in the market. And of course, you can guess the plot of that as, you know, every Christmas movie is the same plot. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like small town guy, you know, big city girl, you know. I do and, like Britney uh, Snow though. I do. I have a I crush love, on her. I love some Britney Snow. <laughs> I bet you She's, she um, falls in love and like learns a valuable lesson about herself. Yes. She yeah. quits her job and moves to the the small yeah. town. The small town. Right? <laughs> yeah. Away from all the hustle and bustle. Basically a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and two films have already been picked up by distribution that can. One is called Flight Risk, an action thriller with Mark Wahlberg and directed by Mel Gibson. Mel apparently uh, coming back from uh, being canceled many years ago. Um, so this is the first uh, film that Mel has directed since Hacksaw Ridge in 2016. Oh. Yeah. And then, of course, Leah Schreiber, Josh Hutcherson has a movie called Across the River and Into the Trees. It's an adaptation of Ernest Hemingway's full-length novel. So um, if you're an Ernest Hemingway fan, you might be pleased to see that one. So that's already been picked up by Bleecker Street. So that's pretty much uh, some of the highlights from the Cannes Film Festival. I'm sure more will come uh, as Cannes takes place, uh, I believe, another week from now. But uh, I did have some DC news. And that's Superman Legacy. Oh, man. So they actually have a short list of actors for both Lois Lane and Superman himself. So I'm curious who you all like uh, as far as who they're, uh, who was on the short list so far. Maybe they'll pick somebody else completely not on this list. But anyways, we have uh, Nicholas Holt. We have Jacob Elordi, who you might know from Euphoria. We have Andrew Richardson from A Call to Spy. And last but not least, from We Own the City, because he was the um, worked very closely with our buddy Trey Cheney, and that's David Cornsweat, and uh, he Corn was uh, with Corn Sweat, yeah. He was also in the movie Pearl. Um, so um, those four are apparently on the short list for the new Superman. Does any of them? Uh, Is this to actually play Superman? I thought I heard Nicholas Superman. Hall was going to be for Lex Luthor. For, from what I'm reading, this is the for the role of Superman. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Do you have do you have the list for the Lex Luthor candidates? I, 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 I thought I saw something about Lex Luthor and Nicholas Holt. Uh, I, really? All the other guys I wasn't sure about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. From what I'm reading here, yeah, Superman. Uh, is Nicholas Holt is on the Superman short list, not the Lex Luthor list, but uh, maybe he, they, maybe he could be Lex considered for both. Yeah. I don't think any of those on that list are household names. They're gonna have a hard time selling it. To the well, public, they don't. Not too familiar house. with them. Being for Superman, That's, yeah. Was Henry Cavill uh, a household name before Man of Steel? No. Not really. He wasn't. I don't I think. Like so. a thing like Superman, you really don't need. Yeah. Like yeah, a I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that that's been a trend. They've been doing like some no no yeah. people for Superman. Mm-hmm. I think they need to do that. The Lois Lane is a different story from these names, but uh, yeah. Um. Well, okay, you want to do the Lois Lane shortlist. So I'm I'm rooting for one of my favorites, Rachel Brosnahan. 
She is Marvel's Mrs. Maisel, as you know. She was on House of Cards. She's also a former BTB guest, which <laughs> holds a lot of stock in my in my opinion. <laughs> um, but Rachel um, apparently had a very strong audition for Lois Lane. Uh, also on that list includes Emma Mackey. You might know her from Sex Education on Netflix. Or you might not. <laughs> and you might know Samara Weaving, who is the Margot Robbie clone. Who oh, is her. In, uh, yes, who yes, is I love her. Bill and Ted 3. Um, you love her? She is a... Scre- Scream 6. Scream mm. 6, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, she was, a, she was the attractive daughter in Bill and Ted 3. Yes. That one? Okay. Yes. Um, she looks... Man, she really looks a lot like Margot Robbie. In she fact, really they, does. It's uncanny. <laughs> they were finally in the same movie together in... in um, Babylon. Uh, ba- thank you, Babylon. Yeah, because you're you're, you went to that premiere, James. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I like the list. I mean, Samara Weaving is blonde, but you know, I'll forgive, I'll forgive her if they They'll want. They'll probably to make... dye her hair, maybe. Yeah, they could always dye her hair. <laughs> or they could just make you keep her blonde. I mean, you know, you know. I mean, I don't know. Amy no, Adams has got to be brunette. I, I, I think Rachel's the best choice out of those. Yes, e- I think easily. I think she. I can totally see her as Lois Lane. That appeal. She's got that appeal. That yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, previous Lois Lanes, you know, have have ranged from um, Kate Bosworth to Amy Adams. Well, and it's perfect timing for her because Mrs. Maisel has just ended, and now I yes. feel like that show is gonna plat- you know plateau to like to be a movie star. Like, yes, she's like gonna be there now. She's, I think she's perfect. Yeah, but the thing is that they're saying they want the Superman to be like in the twenties. And Rachel is like 32, so it's like, I mean, apparently, no, it's actually, she actually commented on her possibly being Lois Lane. She says, take everything you read on the internet with a grain of salt is my first piece of advice when she was asked on The View. Uh, Look, it would be extraordinary. I grew up watching Lois Lane, this incredibly talented journalist, far from a damsel in distress, and I would jump at the chance if it arose, is what she's saying. um, also, um, Phoebe Denivore from Bridgerton. Also, um, uh, is a strong contender as well. She might be okay. Um, but let's talk about Beetlejuice 2. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice 2. All right. Um, so we already announced Jenna Ortega is leading the cast. Michael Keaton, of course, reprising. Good choice. Well. Good choice for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Winona Ryder, yeah, Jenna Ortega is like the consummate goth girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's gonna Wednesday. be perfect. She's got mm-hmm. Lindsay Adams, you know. I mean, I hope she, they still make her a lot different. Um, sure, they will. This character a lot different than her Wednesday Adams character. I mean, still going into that, you know, ghouly, uh, you know, horror ghoul ghost, you know, genre of sorts, and. Uh, you know, I do hope they do something different for her. Um, it's weird, cause I but, feel like Beetlejuice is bigger than ever now, because you like, especially around Halloween time, like all the spirit Halloween stores, you see all this Beetlejuice merchandise mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, I was, you know, it's in Spencer's and all those stores. You know, I mean, Hot ten Topic. Year, ten years ago was because of Robin Thicke <laughs> and Miley Cyrus. But uh, <laughs> my God, about that. <laughs> but now the twerking now, scandal. Now the Beatles just cost me <laughs> back for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, just added to the cast, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Oh, so nice. um, yeah. 
Um, you, know, you know, I'm surprised. Like, actually, like we're gonna do like a Beetlejuice two. Like, it must it might have been like the very late '80s or early '90s mm. called Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And there's a lot of like um, videos on YouTube that talk about it. It's gonna. It sounded like a horrible, horrible script, and it, it got, it got canned luckily. But it's just like real cheesy and like like bad jokes and bad Hawaiian jokes and like, you know, it would have probably put a stain on the whole franchise. Yeah, definitely. But I, I do uh, hope they call the movie Beetlejuice Beetlejuice. So they can do a third one. Oh, that <laughs> would be, be perfect. Or Beetlejuice <laughs> yeah. Square. No, Beetlejuice, and then the third one would be Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. With the two, uh, like the two squared, that'd be kind of clever, right? For you math people out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, math is really cool. Yes, it is. It is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Catherine Newton is going to be uh, joining Angus Cloud and Will Catlett for an entitled monster movie. So Universal wants to start that monster verse again. You know, apparently. Trying. They- they kept trying, right? They keep trying and trying, but the this one's actually um, they haven't revealed the title or which monster it will um, it will focus on, but um, they did announce the cast, so it's interesting. Usually they announce the film and the premise, and then they announce the cast after. So this is a example of the reverse where they announce the cast first, and then you have to find out everything later about what it's about. So, um, what was the last one they did? Wasn't that like um, the Visible Woman, Woman or Invisible Man? That was like yeah. the last one they did. That's actually that, was, we, that was pretty good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was a great film. I guess that that that, that isn't within the universe, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah, and and the one before then was like the Mummy with um, Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. The Mummy with Tom. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they can bring it back. We'll see. Um. Also, we have another thriller film um, called The Devil's Mouth. Uh, this is the, with the director behind the Blumhouse hits Truth or Dare and Fantasy Island. Uh, follows, I think I dated her before. You, you, you've seen what? I, said, I think I dated her before. Oh, yeah? The Devil's Mouth? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the feature project from... <laughs> A.J. Gabel and young John Wesner follows a group of young friends whose idyllic vacation off the coast of Mexico becomes a life or death endeavor. Okay. Um, which, uh, I mean, if it is a horror film, it should be life or death, right? <laughs> it makes sense. Um, and um, what else? We have a couple more films and we're done films. Um, Lionsgate announced that it's acquired a distribution to a film called The Killer's Game with Dave Bautista. Man, Dave Bautista is doing really well. This is another film. Um, so this is an interesting uh, plot. So he plays an assassin diagnosed with the terminal illness. And he doesn't want to suffer a slow and painful death. So he orders a hit on himself. Now the twist is is that he was misdiagnosed and he's completely oh. out. But then the hit's still on. The hit's still on, so he's right, so evading. he's got to try to defend himself. Against now the he's hit. evading the hit. Okay, that's clever. That's a clever. I mean, this is some. This is a completely new original idea I'm reading here, and it sounds pretty cool, man. I'm, like, I'm he not... want to commit suicide. He's one to be taken out when he least suspected it, I guess. Yep. All right. And then he finds out that he's completely healthy and he's not dying. Hmm. Kind of crazy. 
I mean, that's kind of a big reveal. You it's a spoiler, that, right? <laughs> you, well, you think if they, if they didn't want you to know that, they they wouldn't have revealed that in the, the synopsis of the film, you know? Um, but they had, to, they had to tell you, otherwise, like, if he wanted to die, he would just be walking around, you know, and would have got killed, and that would have been it. Right. Yeah, exactly. By Hitman. You got to make room for a sequel. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got he's to gotta fight the Hitman somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan's back. Um, he's actually in a new film. The sequel is film um, The Myth. Uh, and and this one's called A Legend. So you got The Myth and The Legend, I guess. Um, oh. uh, that's from The Man. The Man, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jackie Chan is um archaeology expert. And he knows that the texture on the artifacts discovered by students during a glacier expedition are strikingly similar to the pendant he had seen in his dreams. And apparently the pendant is connecting the realm of dreams to reality. So you got a little bit of a uh, supernatural thing tied in. I wonder if Jackie Chan is still the martial artist that we've seen him in past films and can do all the crazy things. How old is he? 69? 69, yeah. 69. Can a 69-year-old do all the crazy stunts? Probably, he used to? He'll probably still do it, though. I bet I bet he will. Probably so, yeah. Is, is he no. still doing Rush Hour 4? I think Rush Hour 4 is still... Is that still in production, I think? Rush Hour 4? Probably, so. probably pre-production, I guess. Pre-production? Okay. Yeah. They did announce that, right? I think yeah, I, mean, I thought Chris that Tucker was hilarious cool. in the movie in the movie Air. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> like it was great to see him back again, and he can say, yeah. I mean, he could read the phone book, and I would I would crack up at him. <laughs> that is that is great to see <laughs> Chris back. Yeah. I don't know why he took as long as he did. A big hiatus, no. you know? No, no. I mean, I, I mean, I wish he would have did that um the final Friday movie. Yeah, especially yeah. while while like a lot of those um people in the cast were still alive. Yeah, that would have been good. A lot of those, uh, sadly, a lot of those guys have passed away. Yeah, I mean, it's still, it's still dude. I, I mean, I'd like to see like Ice Cube and his son. Um, oh, his son is the yeah, he's the man. He's all over the place, you know. He's like a dead ringer, isn't he? He was just in Cocaine Bear. You know? Yeah, but he's a dead he ringer was. for his father. Yeah, he does. Look, he looks exactly like his dad. Big, same size too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one of my favorites is Florence Pugh. Her and Andrew Garfield are doing a romantic drama called We Live in Time. And um. It's uh, scripted by playwright and screenwriter Nick Payne. Um, and Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, is executive producer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's an immersive love story. The plot details are on the wraps. Yeah. Yeah, how, like, if you're Ice Cube's son, like, how do you rebel? I mean, your, your father's Ice Cube, you know, like one of like gangster rapper, you know, hardcore, <laughs> all this shit he did. And yeah. like, like, how do you rebel when you're a kid, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Listen, listen to country music or something. <laughs> like, what, what do you do? Yeah, right. yeah. Call himself a uh, little cube. I don't know. Yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you missed Avatar in the theaters, it will be dropping on both HBO Max and Disney Plus. Can you believe mm-hmm. both streaming platforms uh, earned the yeah. rights for Avatar? Wow, the way how they, they strike that deal? I don't yeah, know. I you don't have a, a cap on your internet service. You're gonna go over Is, that cap. With that long ass movie. For the long ass movie, right? <laughs> so it has to be on two networks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> streaming platforms, yeah. June seventh, you can see it. Um I'll have to watch like don't judge me, but I have never have seen not. any avatar movie. Any movies. avatar. What? Any avatar <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe this year yeah. I'll have to binge watch all there's only, there's only two. All luckily. Of the avatar- <laughs> I mean collectively it's ten hours long, but 
Oh my god. Right. It feels like you're binging it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still watching um part two now. <laughs> as we speak. You know Avatar, but it's here's the thing, like it's not it doesn't really hold up on your, you know, T V at home. You know, like Avatar, I mean it's not experience kind of it's not like an amazing story or whatever. It's a cool story, but it's not like mm-hmm. it's it's overhyped, but you gotta see it in a theater in three D. I mean the three D makes it experience. because mm-hmm. right. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that, man. It's just I don't know how it's gonna translate. Unless you have you're one of those yeah. you know, folks that I has the whole VR. I have a VR, um, or my son has a VR headset. I wonder how it would be if I watched it on that. Wow. That'd be amazing, That'd be cool. actually. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the 3D that it has is is way better than, you know, most of the other 3D movies out there, you know, yeah, which true. the other I'll ones is kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like depth, like, you know, in the screen, but what the avatar right. comes out at you. So, like, you're, like, immersed in yeah, the movie. Yeah, you feel like you're there. <laughs> you do. And I will exactly. definitely have to watch it using my son's headset. Yeah, okay. There you yeah. go. Let me know. I mean, it's, what probably, you think. it's probably still in the theater though. If you want to go see it in 3D, you can. It's probably still time. I bet. That's if you true. want, or you can wait till June 7th and watch it on either HBO Max <laughs> or uh, Disney Plus, which is known as Max now, not HBO Max. Yeah. Um, we do have um, release dates for the upcoming Loki and Echo series on Disney Plus. Loki will debut on October 6th, and then roughly a month later. Disney's doing something completely different. They're dropping all episodes of Echo at once hmm. on November 29th. What is Echo? Echo is, I guess, um, a spinoff of the Hawkeye movie with Alec Cox, who was the Native American um, paraplegic uh, actress. She's also deaf. So she's got all those check marks of oh, yeah. Diversity and inclusion. So, so, so Disney's making a series based on her? She's making a, a series, yes. Yeah. So she checks off the Native American, yeah. the deaf community, and the paraplegic community. So all and three. woman. And woman. Is she, left, is she left-handed? She might be even left-handed. I don't I know. I know she's but... left-handed first. Like, that's important. Um, but Disney's checking off those boxes, Chachi. They're, they're definitely um, doing some inclusion there. With I never saw Hawkeye. I mean, was it a good show? Hawkeye. I loved Hawkeye. Did you? Okay. I loved it. I mean, I it's loved a, it. It's okay. Just okay. okay to you? Yeah. I enjoyed Loki. Yeah, I enjoyed Loki, but I don't remember. I don't remember much from it, like for our part two. Well, but, you have that whole like you know time variant thing, you know the time police and all that. So nah, there's so okay, many, so much plot you can develop from that, you know. Now, now, do you think okay. it's a bad sign that they're releasing all the episodes of Echo all at once? Like it sounds like they don't have faith in yeah. the show. That's what it sounds like. Point. Yeah, do you think they, they they think they'll get the numbers? I mean, it's been back. a lot of people that have been dropping Disney Plus all at once too. Right, true. Like, I can factor in. American Board Chinese is another show on Disney Plus. They're dropping all episodes at once. So oh, I'm yeah. excited to see that. Yep. I've been wanting great, to read the graphic novel. It's a great great premiere, and got to see the first two episodes. So, uh, oh, cool. That's pretty yeah, nice. I'm gonna read the the graphic novel, and then I'm gonna watch it. Oh, you're gonna do the graphic novel first? Okay. Mm-hmm. There's your strategy. That's cheating. Then you get, then you'll be all. No, you'll get I always the like to read. I always like to read the book or like whatever it's based on. Yeah. But isn't the book always better though? Yes, except yeah, okay. in very. No, not couple, always. Not all. Yeah. Most there's of the like time. A couple things where the um, like for instance, I actually just read Good Omens this year, and I liked the book, but I actually liked the yeah. show more. Okay. Um, but but in most cases, the book is better. But not all. <laughs> I feel like it's apples and oranges with books to to media, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm the minority. You can fit so much more in a book, Ooh, like so yeah. much more depth. 
And then I'm like, uh, and then I'll start nitpicking like, oh, they changed that. Um, they can deviate. One thing I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, there's so many great stories that if Hunger you read Games the book, was amazing. Like that's like been the best, one of my like favorite but, franchises. Like they did amazing yeah. at but putting it into the big don't screen. Don't you get, you know, don't you get spoiled by reading some of the twists and the plot twists? In no, the book? because I, well, because I, I'm more like I actually like reading more than watching. Okay. So yeah. for me, like I'd rather like find out like in the book, um, and have those like. You know, because there's so much okay. more like depth in the book and stuff, like so much like I, in between the lines that you don't, you know, you that you wouldn't know. When watching. Who doesn't? I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, before <laughs> I watch any fine. like, before I watch any like Pornhub video, I always read like the books first, based <laughs> on the scenes, and like just try to get you know into the characters because they they really do flesh out the characters a lot more. Flesh you know, out in those no, books. Yeah. Think of um the SNL spot with Emma Stone. Which one is that? Which the one that? where she's like, um, what's it called? She is being, she's like an extra in a porno and she's oh. like really wanting to get into character. And like, they're like, you're just there to like walk in on your husband. And she's like, no, she's like really like digging deep. Oh, nephew. Like <laughs> she has this oh, whole wow. backstory. Um, I was like hearing Allie Dash saying um, porno. Oh, stop. Because <laughs> like, she's so, been my she's, whole life, like right, because she's so sweet and innocent. Up, You're like, in my 30s and still like, oh my god, you said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on below the belt show, you throw it out very liberally. Alex. <laughs> yeah. I, love. I cuss a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love hearing it here. <laughs> say say blowjob, Allie. Oh, blow don't. There <laughs> okay, you go. See, don't, don't say don't. <laughs> I like I, I like this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, James. Pull the belt show. Um, wow. All right. So, Ali, I know you're happy about David Tennant, but before I get to the Doctor Who, oh my Hill, god, I'm so excited. Disney Plus has revealed the cast who joins um, a new show called Rivals. Is a based on Jilly Cooper's steamy novel. Steamy novel mm, called Rivals. Mm. And it's Aiden Turner, Danny Dyer, Alex Hassel, and David Tennant. And um, I'm curious if you're going to be watching Rivals first or you're going to go straight to BBC and watch Doctor Who. 100% Allie. Doctor Who. Okay, that's what I thought. I am, like, I, like, I haven't watched Doctor Who in, like, I didn't watch last season or the season before that. And, like, I am so excited. Like, what so excited because... What did you think of the trailer? Oh, it looks back it's amazing. Um, and there was a trailer that was released a couple months ago, too. But Donna is, like, one of my hands-down favorite companions. And, like, her story ended so sadly because she lost all her memories. Um, and, like, I loved her and David Tennant together. Like, they were fantastic. And so That's I'm, Catherine I'm, Tate. I'm, like, yes. Catherine um, Tate. And yeah. so I am so excited. Um, oh, good. I'm glad somebody's excited. I'm joking. <laughs> I never got the Doctor Who. I'm, sorry. I'm a huge nerd. So. No, I'm, yeah, I'm I think a, you're, I think you're one like fandom that you skipped. That's one fandom that I skipped. Yeah, that and Star Trek. Yeah. I feel like one I never day. Never saw Star Trek. I wanted to get into some Star Trek stuff eventually. Um, but it's been so yeah, long we were too since far I've behind. been excited for Doctor Who. Nice. It kind of like went downhill and. Did it? Mhm. The showrunner Chris Chibnall like. Writing just 
It wasn't very good. Well, um, but Russell T. Davies, who is the writer's strike, you know, so hopefully uh, Doctor yeah. Who peaked on public television when it had like a twenty-dollar budget per episode, and like I just remember like peaked? being a kid. What? You think it peaked on MPT? Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. yeah. I, I was never kid, watched like, watching the old, the old um. I actually have never watched the old um Doctor Who episodes. I'll have to. It's watch funny. Them. Yeah, it's funny. It's so low budget. It's just funny watching it. It's a different kind of show. Yeah. Like you'd have to start with uh, Billy Piper season, right? That's the first season. No, no, no. There's new... um Doctor Who goes back to um it's the 60th anniversary. Yeah, um, it was so in black and white years original ago. seasons. Oh, okay. Wow. That's how there's reincarnate. That's how there's like the 10th Doctor, the 11th Doctor. Um, so there was before the reboot when it came back with um, Billy Piper. Billy that was Piper the ninth was the re- Doctor. So there was eight Doctors before eight that. Eight Doctors. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, seven Doctors from the show, and yeah. then the eighth Doctor was like the the movie that didn't do good. Oh wow! Yeah, you have a long way to catch up, Al. I don't think I could start. It's just too much content. Wow. Sixty years. Well, old, sixty years they, worth good. Yeah, sixty years ago. They lost like a lot of the like old shows. I don't like, think you can't so. see oh, a lot they did? of the. Mm-hmm. Because it was like back when they would like record over. Yeah, um, over the, tapes over the and stuff um, like yeah. that. So there's a lot of like lost episodes and stuff. Because it wasn't really like a thing for like reruns back then. No. I know they lost like a lot of the Honeymooners episodes. Like the idea of them just like taping over episodes of things back then. I know, I know. Like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to save a few bucks. Trying to save, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Only have one thing on HBO, which is now Max. Um, Sydney Sweeting doing a different type of role. She's not doing the sexy role that we're used to seeing in Euphoria and The Voyeurs and. I mean, she's got an amazing rack, but nonetheless, <laughs> she's a, she's quite the beauty. Anyways, she's got a, a drama on HBO called Reality, and this is a, an actual person named Reality Winner. That's the actual person's name. It's crazy. Uh, pleaded guilty um, from her 2017 arrest for leaking a U.S. intelligence report that detailed Russian interference in the 2016 election. You know, that was Trump's election. Um, and apparently this is going to uh, drop on HBO max on may 29th um after premiering at the berlin film festival and after looking at the trailer i'm like wow sydney sweeney is definitely going for a different type of role than than i'm used to seeing because i can't i can't get the her scenes in euphoria out of my mind so <laughs> yeah her rack is nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta yeah. check out oh. okay she was in white lotus okay I saw yeah, she was yeah she's good at this yes um which I don't think she did nudity in White Lotus, did she? I don't remember it. I don't remember actually. Yeah, but she's known for showing off her rack, and I think she's finally so I got, she wants to do more serious stuff now. <laughs> um, and James, you mentioned um, Jennifer Lopez. Yes, the number number one movie on Netflix right now. Uh, it's called The Mother. Uh, Eighty-three point seven million hours viewed during the um, the May. May 8th to 14th viewing window. So congrats to J-Lo on that accomplishment. And of course, uh, Queen Charlotte continues its reign, number one on the Netflix charts, uh, followed by Firefly Lane and season two of Sweet Tooth um, are the top TV shows on Netflix. Um, haven't gotten into either Firefly Lane or... No, it's been kind of Sweet slow for Netflix recently. 
Netflix needs a hit, man. I mean, I really like Beef. I thought Beef was great. Beef was good. Beef was Beef. Was... I didn't see Beef. Oh, I still need to watch that. And then I need yeah. to watch. Um, start... I want to check out Lockwood and Co. But then they I'm canceled started. it. They keep canceling all their shows. <laughs> you can, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, two of the biggest shows, you know, they're coming to an end, like um, Trevor Kai and Stranger Things. Yes. Yeah, Stranger Things will be last season. Yeah. yeah. Now they're on hiatus show. because of the writer's That's strike. That's their baby. <laughs> I do have a list of the, the shows uh, affected by the writer's strike, and I believe Cobra Kai is on that list, Chachi. It is. Ooh. It is. Both, well, both that and Stranger Things are on that list. That's right. Both of us. And those are two of your favorite shows from Netflix. Yeah. Right. right. I, f- I forgot uh, Cobra Kai was the last season as well. That just made me sad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love that But they're supposed to be doing some kind of spinoffs or whatever from it. Oh, it's not going to yeah. be the oh, end. Yeah. And- There's so Ooh, many the great same. characters. But it's the like, last writer yeah. strike that was the cause of like heroes downfall, right? Heroes. Yeah, 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 yeah it was, was absolutely so right. Yeah. That first season was amazing. Oh, that was so great, bad. right? And then, oh, so yeah. Well, you know, if it's a short strike, then the only things that will be a long-term effects are are the um, the talk days. shows and 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 Saturday Night Live. Right. Um, yeah, I was just wondering. I was like, why hasn't SNL? Um, Oh yeah, because I always watch their YouTube. Um, because that's the turn. But then I'm like, oh duh. Yeah, the writers have quick turnaround on those shows, mm-hmm. like the late yeah. night shows and Saturday Night Live. But the, that's our the favorite lining. That's the silver lining out of all of this. Like the no silver SNL lining and talk shows. The silver lining is all is, is that you don't get those because <laughs> yes. you're not a fan. <laughs> right, that's the one. I want to sing out of this. No, I wanted to see Pete Davidson host Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah, he, was, he was just on there like last season. I used like, to give him a lot of heat <laughs> because he, he got women. But now I'm like, you know, I really thought his show was cool. And uh, I went to the premiere and, you know, I don't know. Check out Bupkiss on Peacock, guys. I, I, I watched the first episode. Yeah, yeah. what do you think? Well, it, it kind of reminds me of Dave on Hulu just as an okay. actor, you know? Yeah. Um, it's autobiographical. But, well, I, I do love how Joe Pesci is his, his grandfather. His grandfather, I think, right? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just good to see Joe Pesci in anything. Yeah. So I, it's cool. I think it's a, you know, a pretty much a heightened version of uh, of himself. And mm-hmm. yeah, I can't wait to see the rest of the episodes. I haven't seen them yet. Um, we'll throw out one more, then we'll take a classic cut break. Um, also on Netflix, Masters of the Universe uh, is getting an original voice from the 87 live action film. Meg Foster, um, who voiced Evil Lynn. Oh, she was hot return- in that movie, too. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. We'll assume a new role as Motherboard, an ancient sorceress of technology in the fight for the soul of Eternia. Um, so she'll join the voice cast along with Chris Wood as He-Man, Melissa Benoist, who is Supergirl. She's going to be Tila. And Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, is Skeletor. And okay, so, William, so this is totally different than the Kevin Smith um, project, right? You know what? Yeah, I think so. He did it Masters does, of the Universe. Yeah. This is called Masters of the Universe Revolution. Because oh. didn't he kill He Man off? I don't know. Uh, well, I think he came back. Like, well, I think it was broken into two parts, and He Man came back. The second part. Came back. Everybody, okay. But everybody was so pissed off from the first part. Like, people stopped watching it. People stopped watching it then. They brought him back. Yeah. And William Shatner. Is going to be a voice. It's going to have a voice role in this as well. Well, so. yeah, I just watched the um, original He-Man movie like a couple months ago, and it was real bad but enjoyable. <laughs> bad but enjoyable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So this is not going to have any. Like He-Man the... came to like the um, you know Earth and was walking yeah. around and was in like Hollywood and stuff. Like, huh? 
So this will have no association with the Kevin Smith series at all? Okay, I guess not. Wow, interesting. Okay. Um, and um, and Amazon, Amazon, they have this new thing called Amazon Freebie. So it's, I mean, you can watch Freebie stuff on Amazon Prime, but you can also download the app if you don't have an Amazon account. It's getting it's getting really really confusing, but this is all like free content that you can watch. Um, and I uh, got a root from my my homegirl Misha Barton who. And the OC was at the top of her game, and then she just got became a drunk and, uh, a, you know, had some addiction issues, and she dropped off the face of the earth. And then, then she's now um, in an Australian soap opera called Neighbors. So she's starting to co- her comeback again. She and, was doing reality TV, too. And she was doing reality TV yeah. for a while, too. She was on The Hills, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is crazy, the, the, the new season of The Hills. But uh, I'm glad to see Misha Barton back in some kind of form uh, in an acting role in this uh, Australian soap Neighbors, which will be on Amazon Freebie. So there you go. Um, Wait, yeah, is that a long neighbors... running show? I, I feel like Margot yeah, Robbie yeah. was on that show. Yes, Mark, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Margot Robbie got her start on Neighbors. You're right. Oh, my God. Oof. And that's one of my yeah, favorites. I think, it's, I think it's been around forever. Like It has been. Yeah, it started. Wait. It started in 1985. Oh, yeah. Wow. And her character will be American. She won't be faking an Australian yeah. accent. Yeah, 30, 38 seasons, 8,903 episodes. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, um, I used to watch Days of Our Lives, and that's yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think <laughs> like, that name, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, my grandparents were, like, my age. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when we get back from the classic cut, just a couple more TV things. And then uh, we're going to talk about um, Martha Stewart being the oldest person to be featured on the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. And we also have some news on the Reddit strike. And we're going to discuss a special topic is people's thoughts on AI and what it means for film and television. Is it a positive thing? Is it a negative thing? Um, we'll discuss that when we get back. Um so let's go ahead and take a classic cut break. Um, and of course, um, I had to switch the classic cut. I knew that I knew it was going to be Janet Jackson because Janet Jackson, of course, uh, just had a show at the CFG Arena, uh, formerly the First Marin Arena, Baltimore Arena. Now it's always the Baltimore Arena. I don't care. It's always the Baltimore Arena. Name. And that's the worst name for an arena. You said instead of CFG, like I can't remember it for the life of me. It's a horrible, right. horrible name for a bank, horrible name for an arena. Right. Yeah, I'm sick um, of these arena. I think of these companies buying rights for the names for these stadiums and arenas, and then they constantly change them. Change, change the names, man. And they expect us to go along with it. All right. Well, here is the theme song. Well, now I'm pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Yes, right. Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's classic cut. Where each and every week that I'm on this show, which ain't too much, but ah, oh, come on. Because I'm spending all this time searching for these songs, digging into these dusty tape bins. They pull one out. And You're just here two weeks ago, by the way. Popping so. in the cassette You're for your here. listening pleasure. But this week is no exception because this song is from 1990. 
And this is from Janet Jackson, who I just saw in concert over the weekend for the first time. Oh, and awesome. yeah, definitely a legend. And she sang 40 songs, you know, not 40 complete songs, but, you know, touched on 40 songs throughout the night, which was great, you know, doing all of her hits. And I always love when the artist, you know, does all their hits because that's what I came there to see. You know, I don't want all the new shit. You can play some new songs here and there, sprinkle them in, that's fine. But, you know, I want to hear the classics, you know? Just like with um, Janet Jackson. I never got to see Michael Jackson in concert, so it was nice seeing yeah. his baby sister in concert. I was, I'm was, i jealous. I, I wish I would have been there. Yeah. So. But, but today's a special day for her because today is her birthday, Janet Jackson, yes. who turns 57 years old today. Wow. And she does not look at it at all. Um, seeing it's her in concert. Fantastic. Yeah, and she doesn't move like a 57 year old at all. You know, I wish I had her energy. But um, <laughs> so many, so many great songs that she played. It's hard to pick just one. So I wanted to pick something with a, a tie to Baltimore. Oh, and cool. If you, um, if, if you all remember her music video for the song, this is from the song "All Right," and the music video featured um, Cab Calloway, which was a uh, old-time um, jazz singer, like a legend in jazz. Um, he was um, actually grew up in Baltimore, you know, um, lived in um, Druid Hill and um, went to school in Baltimore and um, got, you know, got a, got a start in Baltimore, you know, and I believe it was a couple of years ago that they actually tore down his, um, the um, row home where he lived. You know, some people were trying to save it, but I think at that point it was already condemned and was falling apart, so they didn't. But he was featured prominently in um, this music video, as was Heavy D, the late great Heavy D. Um, you know, one of my favorite um, rappers growing up. You know, so this is you know this is back when these music videos were a huge event. You know, when they premiered on MTV. Um, so it was always great to see what kind of story they could tell. And I, I miss that art form. You know, you don't see it anymore. You know, it really helped launch a lot of careers and helped launch a lot of um, great songs. But this is Janet Jackson, all right, from May 4th, 1990. All right. And right after that, her pre-recorded interview with Reagan Reverd that Chachi conducted at the uh, Creative Coalition. You might know her from Young Sheldon. She plays Missy Cooper, Young yeah. Sheldon's uh, baby sister. Twin. Was it twin? Twin sister. Twin sister. Thank twin you. Twin sister, yeah. Thank you. I stand corrected. <laughs> she might have been baby. She might have been like you know, a few few minutes younger. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> If you watch Big Bang Theory, you, you obviously know who it was. So. You know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. All right. We'll be back right after that. The classic cut and our interview with Reagan Redford, conducted by Chachi McFly. Guys, we're here at Creative Coalition, Reagan Reward. You know her from uh, Young Sheldon. Young Sheldon, Sheldon's twin sister. Yeah. Are you surprised how popular the show's become? I mean, it's hard to follow like a you know, Big Bang Theory. It's hard to do like a prequel, and they did it so well. What do you think the secret is to that show? Family. Family. Definitely. I mean, I've been saying this since the very beginning. Is you know, there's all there's like 
like it's a family show and so you watch it with your family and there's every character that there is it's relatable it's there's like someone that someone can relate to that does not make sense at all i'm trying it does it does uh but you can always relate to someone in the show whether you're a kid in middle school or your grandparent you have someone to relate to Don't forget was it was your character also on big bang theory growing up uh, she was in the Big Bang Theory a few times. Uh, I, I haven't seen it. Uh, whenever I started the show, I was nine. So, it was so, you, so you weren't a fan of the original show when you got auditioned? Okay. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I That show is definitely more adult than Young Sheldon, and so a nine-year-old can't really watch it. So I didn't really know what it was about. Um, I just knew I loved the story. I was super excited about it, and I was ex I'm was i an only child, so I was like, I get to have brothers on the show. It's amazing. And a twin, too. Yes, I get to have a twin. It's definitely He definitely feels like my twin. We have little, like, scuffles, and then it's back to being hanging out all the time. Well, we're here celebrating the arts in school. Um, how important were the arts for you growing up? The arts have always been really important to me. My mom, she comes from a really small town in Tennessee, and she came from a low-income family with uh, her parents were addicts, so not the best childhood, and she used arts as an escape, and that's how she kind of found like a safe place. And then whenever she had me, she like made sure that I was like consumed in the arts, and I'm so thankful for that. She took me to piano classes, uh, singing, dancing, anything you could think of, libraries, I was there. And that definitely has impacted who I am now. I read, I'm writing a book, I'm an actor, yeah. And so it's definitely... What's the book going to be about? It's a rom-com. I'm in the middle of uh, pitching it to publishing houses. Fingers crossed, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but it's having it come to this where I'm, you know, lobbying for funding for the arts. It definitely is such an important cause. It definitely is. And I've been having so much fun. The group I'm with, they're amazing. They, I look up to a bunch of them, all of them actually. Um, they're so ta they're such talented people, and it's been a lot of fun. What can we expect for you from your character next season, Missy? Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm not sure about next season, but I'm assuming it kind of we we never know. Right. Yeah. And so I'm assuming it kind of continues off of the end of the season, which is Missy. You know, she's been rebelling a lot and you know teenager things and so she but then like in the finale she has a really you know sweet moment with george where she kind of apologizes and stuff it's really sweet uh i know fans will love it they love i think they love missy george stuff and i love, yes i love lance and i like we're both i love working with him he's amazing i'm always like can you write stuff with lance and i because it's so much fun uh yeah it It'll be chaos. Can you let us know who you are? You're listening to Click On This Show? Hmm? You're listening to Click On This Show. Just tell your name and where you're from. Okay. Hi, I'm Reagan Revord. I'm from Los Angeles and Click On This Show. Thank you so much. That's right, and we're back. Wow. Janet Jackson. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. No, that's a <laughs> <laughs> McConaughey remix. <laughs> that's a great song. Yeah. That's a really good song. All right. Let's go um, wrap up some television stuff. Um, the trailer for The Walking Dead Dead City dropped recently. Um, I got to admit, it looks really, really exciting. It looks like Negan's going to confront uh, someone from his past. I'm guessing a savior. Um, and I guess the plot line loosely is that Herschel has been taken away. And um, Maggie goes to try to save him and recruits Negan to help because apparently Negan – 
is very familiar with the person who has taken Herschel hostage. And uh, again, this is a very different Walking Dead series than you're used to because this is going to be taking place in New York City. So it'll be a different setting than the, the Atlanta woods that you're used to seeing on The Walking Dead. And, uh, of course, that's an unlikely alliance. If you're a Walking Dead fan, you know that Negan killed Maggie's husband, Glenn, who, as you know, is Stephen Young in, in, uh, in Beef. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, but that was a long time ago, though. No. Yeah, that's true. Do you think, you think she should forgive Negan it's by now? Water, water under the bridge. Water under the bridge. No. Yeah. yeah, it is. Come on. <laughs> I mean, you don't hold a grudge forever. It, it's, it's a, you do um, it if you the base. A baseball bat <laughs> bashed his head in. You bashed her husband's head in. Yet yeah, they're yeah. gonna join yeah, forces. You know, it's uh, <laughs> I mean, to make an omelet, you gotta like break some eggs. Friendship. Oh, was that a uh, pun? <laughs> but you know, the trailer looks really awesome. And you know what? There was in the trailer, there was one of those running zombies. So now it's interesting because they started the running zombies in France, I believe, and that's where Daryl Dixon is headed for his spinoff. But in The Walking Dead, you never saw running zombies. So now we're going to see these, apparently, which seems to be a running zombie that we saw in that trailer. Now, so we saw the um, smart zombies, though, right? Because we started seeing zombies, zombies that that could, smart... like, open doors and stuff. And, like, we saw them climbing fences. Climbing fences, yeah. Yes. Yes, we saw them. Because these actually run. But I didn't see them run. So that's a different okay. variant. Yeah. Allie, you had a comment. So are they evolving? That's the thing. They've evolved. So it's interesting. I think the showrunner, Angela Kang, explained that we saw the zombies or the walkers that used to turn doorknobs. And then they'd been dormant for a while. So Angela Kang um, explained that those, you know, those those type of uh, walkers are still canon. They just they've been dormant and they just started to slowly return was her hmm. explanation. Yeah, it's a good bullshitter. It's a, it's a good bu- bullshitter because it was a completely different showrunner. That's right, yeah. <laughs> season one showrunner was different than the season two, and the, he decided not to have the smart zombies, you know. Um, which, <laughs> but yes, you could say they evolved, Ali. <laughs> yeah, people got and, bored with the old zombies, and especially now you have um, The Last of Us. Yeah, and God, all those. Ooh, yeah. Those infected puts those Walking Dead zombies to shame. They sure do. Yes, especially that. What was that one? What's it called? You watched both shows here. James, you watched both shows, Walking Dead and Last of Us. To compare. Uh, I, I actually gave up on the Walking Dead after the the Negan Glenn scene. You did. Oh, really? I gave up. I gave up on it. I was, I I was so up, mad. I gave up after they killed Carl. Well, actually, I I had missed like a few episodes. I was gonna catch up, and then they killed Carl, and I was pissed. And so I was like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm done. So, were you not happy that, uh, were you very distraught that Negan killed Glenn? Is that why you stopped watching games? Well, I think it was because they they kind of, uh, you thought they killed Glenn before, and then they brought him back. You're like, oh, he's okay. And then they just kill him. I'm like, wait, what? why was he even teasing us in the first place? Oh, I and knew he, he was still alive at that point. I, was, I just hate comics, him. I like, the dumpster? The yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew he was still alive. He's I didn't totally like how alive. they. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I didn't like how they made you think Negan. though. because um, they never showed his body. Like when, like, I was like, oh, he's still alive because I knew he was. Right. I was already planning for his death because mm. in the comics I was like, there, he's gonna die. Right, you you have read the comics. Negan, so. I yeah. didn't know anything about this happening. 
you're there already quite prepared. a few things that I called um, and was like, because I remember back when, um, what's her face, um, had to shoot um, the little, the crap, I can't remember any other names, like shoot her in the back of the head. Oh, this, yeah. The little girl. Oh, the flowers. Yeah, and... the flower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with and, the flowers. Yeah. That was very um, disturbing because I don't it was, like it when they it kill was very, children. No, I hate that. But I knew very... it was coming. And like mm-hmm. the person I was, I was like, oh, that's going to happen in the next episode. And they're like, how the fuck did you know that? I was like, it's a parallel to the, um, it was like, it's been so long, yeah. but. I, it, it is pretty horrible. I mean, I, I know there's no, yeah. there's no redemption for that young girl character once you killed her sister. There's definitely mm-hmm. no redemption, so but at the same time. Yeah, yeah I hate when kids get killed. Man, I'm no so glad they didn't kill Judith, at least. Because <laughs> yeah. she yeah. dies in the comics. In the comics, oh, really? really? In the comics, she dies. In the comics, yeah. she dies. But... Yeah, there's a quite of, like... It's dark. You're mm-hmm. going to get you're gonna get that reunion. But in, Carl you know, is such a huge, like, character. You're going to get that. But the, Judith the, kind of you know, took over You'll get his. the reunion in Rick and Michonne that the you want to see, Alex. So maybe you'll want to tune into that so you, you get your complete yeah. stuff. I might watch that show too because I do like Rick and Michonne. I love oh, Rick okay. and Michonne. Yeah. Oh, I was so excited when they got together because I was mm-hmm. waiting for it. Okay. I don't know. I stuck through Walking Dead. I know Chuck, you stuck through it too. I, you know, I still, you know, they had a couple bad hard. seasons. It was hard. <laughs> they had a couple bad seasons after the the Glenn Abraham season, yeah. but yeah. then they picked up and with the Whisper arc and got good. So. Yeah, I think cutting off Scott Gimple was a good move because he was just like <laughs> he's still uh, chief uh, content creator and you know as you know fear the walking dead um they just um dropped their first episode of their final season they're they're going on season eight right now oh wow and it was good to bring madison back so um i haven't watched the the episode yet but uh yeah check it out on amc over on Hulu, if you're a fan of The Bear, they just dropped the season two trailer. Our buddy Vince Isaacs and Vinnie Mac loves The Bear. I never got into it. it did, I don't know. It just didn't. It's about an Italian beef restaurant. I mean, how much, how entertaining can a show that <laughs> that takes place? Did the bear in, do? Um, did the bear do cocaine? If it doesn't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> in the bear? Oh, the bear, right? Yeah. It's a different kind of bear. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's that's disappointing. That's the kind, that's the kind of bear I want to watch, Shachi. Right, yeah. Bear, right. The bears got to do cocaine. That's <laughs> all there is to it. An Italian bear doing. Cocaine. You miss Dungeons and Dragons on among thieves like I did in the theaters. It's going to be dropping on Paramount Plus this week. I think today. Oh, I don't have Paramount Dead? Plus. Yes, it, it, it's May sixteenth, right? Yes. Yeah. So we get to watch it. Um, I'm excited to watch. It. I heard nothing but good things. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I want to oh, see it so the bad. Okay, yeah. good. So I, I, you know, I, I, that that movie eluded me, but I am glad to finally be able to check it out on Paramount. So I was better really than expected. Yes. Better than expected. And I love Chris Pine too. Oh, Chris Pine, good. Sophia <laughs> Lillis has some funny humor in it. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Um, now I got to borrow, borrow somebody's password. <laughs> I got I got one, I think. <laughs> um, Peacock news: uh, Kaylee Cuoco and Chris Messina have a. Sh- have a new series on Peacock called Based on a True Story, which is the title. It spoofs the culture's fascination with true crime, um, which, Al, you've done a lot of true crime stuff, right? Spinning a dark comedic thriller about a realtor. There you go, James. That's you. A former tennis star and a plumber as they capitalize on murders in their area. That's interesting. Take a tennis star, plumber. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we're walking who's in that? Who's in it? Um, so the the cast includes Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory and the voice of Harley Quinn on uh, the Harley Quinn series on HBO, and then Chris Messina. So um, we also have um, Tom Bateman, Priscilla Quintana, Leanna Liberto, Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things. It's pretty exciting. Mm. Um, Alex Alomar, Akpavone, Annabelle Dexter Jones, and Lee June Lee. Like rounds up the cast. So um yeah, that should be pretty cool. Um interesting. Let's uh this is a interesting segue when I put these two together. So The Bachelor on ABC, they're speaking of reality television, is going for the Golden Bachelor this time, featuring an older suitor looking for a second chance of love. Um and this one is going to have all contestants over sixty. So, <laughs> so this is the this is the, definitely the result of the writer's strike, <laughs> as you can see. Because they're, they're really bulking up their reality television on ABC. In fact, they're bringing Dancing with the Stars back from Disney Plus because they need they need content from all the shows that are getting Wait, stalled. So you know, is, is this one called The Golden Bachelor? Is it The Golden separate... Bachelor? Okay, so yeah. it's like a spinoff. It's not going to be like the regular Bachelor. It's a spinoff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, like it's. Yeah, I'm not ready for all these shitty reality shows that come Are back you ready now. for a senior cat fight, Chachi, over, <laughs> over uh, an older bachelor? I actually watched my first reality show since Laguna Beach. Really? Recently. Which one's that? Love is Blind. Oh, you watched Love is <laughs> Blind? <laughs> you got sucked into that. <laughs> I did, because the couple, like the couples this past like season, I kept seeing them on TikTok, and they were so cute. It. And I, re- I actually really liked this season. But yeah, because I'm I'm not a reality person. Right. Um, I was obsessed with Laguna Beach in high school, but then right. I haven't watched anything since. But Love is Blind. Like, after like no, Beach? I didn't. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of got it. Like, wasn't really into it at that point when The Hills came out. You gotta see, um, you gotta but see I really enjoyed Love is Blind. <laughs> Love is Blind now. I mean, I actually really enjoyed the, the season. I know people that like it, but I mean, I don't feel like it's my kind of show. But uh, speaking of seniors... I can't believe that Martha Stewart is on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover. She looks good. She does. You saw it, right? She is 81 years old. Now, apparently, Mae Musk, who was 74, posts for the cover in 2022. Um, so, I mean, you know, I got to admit, yes, for an 81-year-old woman, Martha Stewart yeah. does look good. Mm-hmm. But um, really, you can't you can't believe it with Sports Illustrated with all the shit they had on the cover in the past like ten years. Like if I, yes. if I saw like a fucking mongoose in a bikini on Sports Illustrated, a mongoose. I, I wouldn't be surprised. A mongoose, okay. Equal yeah. opportunity for you animals can still as well. Be sexy when you get older. Exactly, I, I know. think it's fantastic. You think it's a fantastic idea? Okay. Well, well I'm, I'm glad they have. I'm glad I think they have hit it. They have your choice. Well, you that- can choose. Whatever company you got, Snoop Dogg hit it. Is that- I think I think so. No, seriously, I think so I too. Well, Kim Petras has a cover. Megan Fox, happy birthday, Megan Fox, by the way. Uh, she has a cover of uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, Brooks Nader. Um, so I, I'm gonna take a look at the Megan Fox cover personally, <laughs> just for research. Just for research, I'll take a look. <laughs> um, and, and, I'm, and I'm going to masturbate to. Um, Martha See the other cover. Martha oh, Martha <laughs> <laughs> Just to be equal opportunity. You are equal opportunity, Chachi. Thank James, you. you're equal opportunity too. That's the kind of this kind of man I am. 
James, uh, James is a very equal top opportunity gentleman when it comes to his, his, yeah. his dating world, right? That's off topic. Your equal opportunity. <laughs> so is so is General Zod. And General Zod is too, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's full circle, oh, man. I love it. Um, so myself and James Malone are members of Screen Actors Guild. The SAG Awards uh, new date has been announced for February twenty fourth, twenty twenty four, and I'm happy it's back at the Shrine Auditorium. Um, for next year, because last year they didn't open the tickets for SAG members because it's a smaller venue, probably because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. But I think COVID oh. is done now. It's May. It's past May 11th, guys. I think we're in post-pandemic, thank God, finally. So hopefully um, tickets will be available to all the SAG members to uh, attend the awards, which I think will be pretty dope <laughs> whenever it does return. Um, but... Um, one award show that's not returning is the Peabody Award. So apparently, due to the writer strike, they're not going to go forward with that award show, and it's affected several award shows because you need writers for several for award shows. Even though you think there's no writers involved, there are writers. You would think that, yeah. You would think, right? So as you Based know, the, the jokes, M- the MTV movie, yeah, exactly. The MTV Movie and TV Awards were postponed because Drew Barrymore, in solidarity with the union, walked off as host, and they just did a clip show. All they did was show a bunch of clips, and they show Drew Barrymore's oh. like pre-taped skits. That's all they showed, you know. But no awards. And, uh, yeah. Um, no, no awards though. They didn't give out any they awards. Gave it, they gave out their awards, but oh, it was they, like okay. clips. They had like the winners um, receiving their awards mm-hmm. via satellite or via you mm. know wherever location they were located, you know. Okay. Yeah. So gotta keep that right, integrity with the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. You don't wanna... <laughs> but the writer strike has affected a bunch of shows. We mentioned a few of them already, like the the late night shows, and the, but yeah. some scripted shows as well. Abbott Elementary for the third season they closed their uh, writers' room. Um, the Walking Dead spinoff shows are done as far as uh, Dead City. And Summit's already um, written out, and that's in production now. That's the Rick and Michonne story. So. Um, but they're not going to go forward on their next spinoff, which is the Daryl Dixon one yet. Um, American Dad and Family Guy, that's been affected. And or season two has been affected. This is surprising because uh, season two has already started filming in the UK. So they ceased all non-writing produ- producing functions. So despite it already being written, they're still going to stall the production, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting for that show. Um, Blade. The movie Blade with Mahershala Ali, that's been shut down. That movie's cursed. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. It's been <laughs> shut down several times. You know? Um, as Chachi, you mentioned, Cobra Kai. Um, they closed yeah, its writer's right room for season six. Good Omens uh, for season two uh, with David Tennant and Martin. Another another one of your favorites, Ali. David Tennant is in uh, Good Omens. On, I love uh, that show. You love that show? Nice. Mm-hmm. I have to check it out. I'm a fan of Neil Gaiman. I like the Sandman. Sandman was good. Um, Jeopardy? Not, not, does Jeopardy need a writer? Never <laughs> yeah, write the questions. Oh, answer. yeah, that's true. But that's been affected by the writer's strike. Well, it's more like me and Bialik um, is stepping away due to the fact WJ writers typically worked on the show, but... Uh, Apparently Ken Jennings is filling in for her, so maybe it's just her personal decision. Because the show is still going on. It's a game show, and game shows are they're immune from the writing, the writers' uh, 
you know, leaving, I guess, you know, they don't really do monologues <laughs> for game shows, right? Yeah. And the Rings of Power. So apparently um, that show will move forward with production on the second season among the strike, but well, they won't be using um, the services of two of their executive producers who are not going to be working while the strike is going on. That's uh, J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. And as you mentioned, Chachi, Stranger Things, um, they will not move forward until a, uh, an agreement between WGA and AMPTP is reached. Damn, and those kids are going to be like, you know, 36 by the time this thing <laughs> films. <laughs> they have you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> and then Yellow Jackets, another favorite show. I think you'd like this Yellow Jackets show, Chachi, if you haven't given it. I think so. Yeah, because they go back and forth, uh, you know, to the retro 80s period to to modern. Oh, day. really? Yeah, I recommend it too. It's good. Yeah, I think you'd really like well, it. Um, that's all you got to say. Oh, cool. Well, there you go. And it's it's very intriguing because you know they they go back and forth in time, and you see the the the, the younger characters when they're trapped on that um, mountain, you know, after the plane crash, and then they fast forward to the aftermath for those that the survivors in the future. Yeah, but you really can't get to feel the 80s on a mountain, right? I think the mountains well, are kind of the same as they were back in the 80s. They, well, they, in the beginning, I guess they 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 go, I think they go back and forth between uh, their time and their their there's because it's a high school uh, period or where they're uh, women's soccer team and they go back and forth. I think. Oh, it sounds good too. But but they'll they'll be at the school and stuff in the 80s. Yeah, they'll be in school. Okay. All right. Wait wait wait, wait. it's the 90s. 90s, thank you. The 90s. Yeah. Son of a bitch. See that? You're trying to. You're trying to <laughs> I don't want you watching. They're like, I'll screw me over. What? You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. No, no, I I enjoy the 90s too. Like 90s, I think, are like like honorary 80s. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think so the last, last great decade. The last. <laughs> the 90s. Um, so let's uh, talk a little bit about. That was my childhood. Oh. So let's talk a little bit about what Tom Hanks said uh, on a recent podcast about AI and deep fakes. First of all, like what podcast is getting Tom Hanks on there? What the hell are we I are know, slacking? Seriously, like, right? story, what is this? <laughs> Not on ours. Um, yeah. Should I even plug the podcast? <laughs> um, but uh, fuck them. Fuck them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently the first and, and today on Blow the Boat Show, we got Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, we Tom know, Hanks we could is come on a red in. carpet and insert it into BTV. That that is possible, yeah. Chachi. We, you know, we that's did not get that's, that's not impossible. We got Ed Nasser to call in. That's right. Amazing. And he's, he's on the same level as Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but but basically what Tom said is basically we saw it coming, the ability to take he got very IT. He said to take zeros and ones from inside a computer and turn them to a face and a character. Wow, that's a very genius thing. That that's binary, basically ones and zeros is binary code. And well, everybody knows make, that. Yeah, I know, and make that into a character. And basically, he's arguing that um, that people can make money off the off an actor after they die and after they die they they can continue on so there, there's a lot of advantages and disadvantages for it i mean obviously we were every fanboy of star wars loved seeing luke skywalker return you know and and yeah. that deep fake of a younger um mark hamill to be luke skywalker and they're going to do the same thing with harrison ford and raiders of the lost ark um do you think it's um the more positives or more negatives to ai 
uh, in the uh, film and TV world. What do you guys think? I, I mean, it all depends feelings. on how people use it. Exactly. If like if they're using it for the right reasons, but there's shitty people that are going to like fuck over artists and things like that. So it's like it can be a good tool and a good thing, but then it's also negative. So if you could just like tool. yeah. And I think that the resolution for that boils down to the contract. And yeah, the, unions. the unions need to have a clause about the use of artificial intelligence. Sim- simply said, um, I know it's a lot of. They still the need like the the family and the um, you know, people who um, you know, like, like the family members of the actor who died to use them. They're like this, and you know, in future movies and stuff, right? They can't just go and take like Elvis and put him in a movie now, and not get they would have Graceland have, yeah. and stuff. They would have to have consent of the state. Yeah. Yeah. Right, the state. Yeah. And and I and I would hope that the state would benefit from their likeness. And if it, it's in the contract that they would be paid, you know, like Tom Hanks, you know, or let's get let's name an actor that passed, like Ray Liotta, for instance. If they wanted to use him again, pay him for what he what he made in his last film or what his average rate was um, for any time that his image is used and send that to the family of Ray Liotta, you know, um, they, they need to, to make some contracts in place for that, you know, but I yeah, think but it it's kind of weird. Like if you do like a James Dean movie and like it comes out mm-hmm. and it sucks, then that kind of like taint his legacy. Oh, wow. Even though it's not, you know, really him doing it, but it's you know, incredible. But, but then you could do stuff like you could make it like a Goonies part two and have them still be kids. And um, that's the you know, thing. Do a whole movie with that. You know, once technology gets to be good enough where you can just do a whole entire movie with. Um, it's just so it's crazy. crazy. Computer then animation it's like, and stuff. It's going to get to a point where like there'll be like deep fakes where it's like, well, this person did this or this celebrity did this. And it's like, oh, how yeah. do you know it's real? Yeah, it's going to be real, real like, messy. It's kind of scary. Yeah, it's yeah. only going to get better. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh... Right now, like, it's still. It's gotten amazed, like mm-hmm. insane, but there's still like sort of tells when it's mm-hmm. AI, um, especially like photos. Like if you look at their hands, yeah, the um, hands is something. The hands are like, like six fingers. Have yeah, you seen six so fingers? Weird. It's so yeah, creepy. It <laughs> oh. But it's crazy. So a lot of those tools, those apps, you can just literally just. I want to see Margot Robbie in lingerie on top of. That's yeah. Life. That's another like creepy you know, thing. Is like you being just, able to like. <laughs> to do you can say that. <laughs> yeah, but I saw a really that's good Margot so Robbie one. Margot Robbie as Invisible Woman, Fantastic Four. There were some really cool AI photos. So they just you know took her image and then put them in the the Sue Storm of Fantastic Four because she is rumored to yeah. to play Fantastic Four's. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stuff is gonna lo- it's gonna take a lot of jobs. Like even like you know, even the marketing yeah. like. The graphic designers that mm-hmm. we're just talking about, like they're going to be a lot less of those. They're going to be a lot less people on marketing, um, you know, with this whole chat That's GPT another... going on. Like, yes. um, you know, you can write a whole blog article, you know, just oh, with some crazy. prompts. Oh, it's crazy. I started, yeah. like, I feel like chat GPT can be a great tool. Like I've been using it for like homeschooling to be yeah. able, like I suck at like when I had my review, like I suck at putting like words together. And like yeah. writing things, like I yeah. suck at it. So I'm like, I typed in Chat GBT what we did, and then Chat GBT like wrote up a thing of what we did, but made it sound 
coherent <laughs> and professional. <laughs> Um, yeah. and like it's and I could I made lesson plans like give me a lesson plan on such and such um, so it can be a great tool but then it can also be like you know taken like it's crazy what it can come yeah. up with yeah, yeah. somebody did a whole Joe There's Rogan like so podcast cons. you know with um this AI a whole Joe Rogan podcast so it was like that kind of stuff like you can get people to say like you know, fucked up stuff, and then people are going to believe it. Can people believe anything? And then and it ends up being a deep, fake yeah. voice, right? So there's a lot of moral lines yeah. that, that that may be crossed by using AI. That's like James, seeing... James, do you have a thought on on AI taking over? You're a little uh, suck a little little soak in. I mean, sorta? I don't like it at all. It scares me. It scares you. <laughs> but yeah, but, but yeah, the big thing is, it's like it's, it's going to take away probably many jobs, especially for how much better it will get over time. Mhm. Uh, it worries the hell out of me. Yeah. And I've seen like AI, like because it, you know, it has to pull from something. So I've mm-hmm. seen like artists and creators basically like see their work getting manipulated from it using um, people using AI and essentially yeah. like stealing. Their their art Ugh. and they're like, well, it's you know, awful. At the end of the day, AI is created by human beings, so the humans can set limitations on on yeah, such. But human so. beings are greedy, though. So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. So this is an interesting topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I, I was uh, curious on how everyone thought about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, check out all the self checkouts at these stores where you hardly see any cashiers, like human cashiers anymore. Everybody's doing the all the old self checkouts because now they're forced to. There's a cashier. There's like one or two, and then like the line's super long because mm-hmm. they only have a couple of them. So then you're kind of forced to corral into the self checkout because it's faster. Mm-hmm. But then it's higher less people. I just yeah. don't prefer going to the cashier. You can't even find a cashier at McDonald's anymore. I know. Oh yeah, I, mean, I went into a McDonald's oh, the kiosk, for like right? the first time, yeah. and I was like, this is so bizarre. Like it's like, right. like you just have this kiosk that you type in. I know. Let me, let me tell you, the whole the McDonald's restaurants, their whole soul is gone now. They're going know, to a McDonald's restaurant. It's so day, depressing. Like, is it? Yeah. Ronald McDonald, like it was like, if you look up did photos they Ronald of McDonald's? my childhood. Yeah. No, yeah, but they they made it all like. Didn't yeah, Ronald's gone because like, once those started having those clowns like attacking people in parking garages and and it came out <laughs> and all kind of stuff, people started getting creeped out by clowns. Oh, no. <laughs> so now you you really can't find a McDonald's anymore. They took all the well the, before the they like renovated gone. all of them. Yeah. Um, you could still see Ronald McDonald, but yeah. but no, they made it like it's all just it's boring. Like a, it's like a prison. It looks like yeah. a prison inside there now. <laughs> mm. Wow. Like real like, like sterile and like you get the kiosk <laughs> there, and it's just it's like real small inside. Yeah, they want you to just get it get in and out. They don't want you to hang out there. Interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy how things have changed, guys. All right, but as we wrap up tonight's show, uh, just a couple more things. Dolph Lundgren. Um, now, I thought this was really sad news, but it's actually positive news. He was at first was told he only had two to three years to live. This was eight years ago. Now, I didn't read the entire article when I sent it to Chachi, but and but it really was saying that he actually listened to a second doctor, and because he listened to a second daughter, doctor and received an alternate treatment where they treated it. Um, for the mutation of the cancer cells, he um, was able to remove a lot of the cancer, and now all he has left is the um, 
is some of the uh, the scarring from from the tumors being removed and that's all that's all that's left wow that's awesome wow, that's yeah amazing. because initially he was only told uh, eight years ago he had two to three months to live so luckily Jeez, wow yeah, yeah, so always That's get a crazy. second opinion. Yes. Yeah. Always, <laughs> always get a second always. opinion. It's always great and to hear somebody beat cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think he's out of the woods 100% just yet because he still has to take these medications and he's still trying to shrink um, what's left of the tumors, you know, is what, okay. from what I'm reading here. So, And it's crazy how the media will take something crazy because Jamie Foxx, one news article said that the, the his they're, the family's preparing for the worst, but that's absolutely not true. According to Jamie Foxx's daughter, uh, he said that he has been out of the hospital for weeks and he played pickleball. Whatever the heck. Wow. Pick- what? I saw that. Yeah. He said that sad to see how the media runs wild. She thanks so, fans for the, so the, the, the their support. And um, they had an announcement about a new music game show called We Are Family. Which wow. has been with the series and um they didn't even disclose what the medical emergency or issue was with jamie fox it just sounded i mean he was in the hospital for weeks but um his last post on may 3rd posted a message on instagram that read appreciate all the love feeling blessed and uh for his beat shazam show nick cannon stepped in he had to have someone watch the 12 kids but uh <laughs> <laughs> he stepped in you know many kids he's got now i know and well wishes go out to superstar billy graham but it's looking really dire because his wife yeah. despite the doctors advising um his wife to remove life support um valerie coleman his his wife uh said no and um said that he's a fighter and his will is strong, even if his body isn't. So she's still hoping, despite you know the, the small chance that you know that he's still he's still on life support. So of course, uh, superstar Billy Graham, former WWE champion, legend in the ring, Hall of Famer, who's known for his matches against Bruno Sammartino and Bob Backlund. Um, of course, we have some rest in pieces as we uh, as we do at the end of the show. Um, Anne Hayes, um Finally laid to rest nine months after she died at the age of 53. They had a ceremony um, as she was uh, buried at uh, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, her cremated remains, that is. Um, I wonder why it took so long for for, for that to happen. But um, also. Well, wait, well, if she was cremated right away, is that what they're saying? And then they just had like, the ceremony? decided to have oh, okay. nine months later. Okay. Gotcha. Eight months later, exactly. I think her body was just saying there somewhere like in a freezer or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Eight months, yeah. That's better not be open casted for that one. Um, <laughs> Lisa Montel, starlet, Hollywood starlet from the 50s and 60s, died uh, due to heart problems. Um, best known uh, for the sci-fi feature World Without End with Dean Martin in the musical comedy wow. Ten Thousand Bedrooms. She was a babe back in uh, the 50s for sure. And actress Jacqueline, Jacqueline Zeman, um, who was Bobby Spencer on General Hospital for more than 40 years, um, died at the age of 70 after a battle with cancer. And, of course, with death, we celebrate those. Another trip around the sun, celebrating a birthday today. We already mentioned Janet Jackson, right? Yep, 57. Yeah. And the opening promo of the show was Kari Payton from The Walking Dead. Happy birthday, Kari Payton. He's 51. Um, but some other people celebrated birthdays. Danny Trejo, 
Wow. wow. He's 79. Can you believe that? 79. 79. <laughs> uh, Pierce Brosnan. Still going strong. Yeah. Yes. 007 is 70. Holy smokes. Wow. Um, Deborah Winger is 68. Actress yeah. Mayor Winningham is 64 from Dope Sick. And many other great, great. Uh, oh, yeah. She was in St. Elmo's Fire, Chachi. She's uh, yep. an 80s yeah, right. Yeah. And yes, we were very already mentioned Janet Jackson's fifty-seven. David Borneas of Bones and Buffy the Vampire Slayer is fifty-four. Uh, former Fox News anchor Tucker Carlson's fifty-four. Fifty-four, wow. Yeah. Tracy Gold from Growing Pains is also yeah. fifty-four. Yeah. Bill Rancic from The Apprentice is fifty-two. Tori Spelling from Nine Hundred Two and O is fifty. The Big Five O. Fifty. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Happy birthday, Tori Spelling. Yeah. God, remember she was just like a high school student, like a legit high school student <laughs> in I-20. Legit age. Yeah. Nellie Linsky from Two and a Half Men and Yellow Jackets. She is 46 nice. today. Hmm. Great actress. Also in Last of Us, Chacha. She, she was is? the leader of that mm-hmm. group. Oh, yeah. Um, who was people criticize as being um no, someone made a comment that she looks like she hasn't been in the apocalypse because she's very healthy. It's a nice way of saying that she's curvy. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, and and put together, you know, they're like t- t- taking her apart. You know, she doesn't look like she was in the apocalypse or whatever. But. Well, you never know what some of the more privileged people in the apocalypse had at their disposal. They might've had, you know, some, yeah. some snacks, let's just say that they didn't show on the show. Um, and the amazing, the beautiful Megan Fox is 37. So that's perfect. 37. Wow. Yeah, man. Megan Fox, who recently split with Machine Gun Kelly. Hmm. Um, and we got with, um, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> maybe. Maybe yeah. she should go work, you know, be back to the father of her kids. I mean, I'm not going to give her advice, but who knows, right? Or um, us. Or us. Either or. <laughs> I'll have to ask for permission. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be asking. <laughs> Crazy. Can't believe it. Well, you know what? We do have um, a, a major milestone for B- one of BTB's own. We should acknowledge on the air. That's right. Sabrina Taylor Smith is engaged. Our um, our, our yeah. beloved co-host for many years. She's been a part of BTB 2.0 and 3.0. 2.0 at WNBC Studios and uh, here on the uh, BTB at home version. And we wish um, Sabby, all of our Christmas shows. Yes. We Man. wish Sabby and Dustin um, the best and we're happy for them. Congrats. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. So happy, happy engagement. Uh, congratulations to one of BTB's own, Sabrina. Hopefully we'll have her back to talk about her experience. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, and I mentioned off air, BTB's own Al Soto will be featured in BMF, the Tanisha Welch story on BET. Look for yours truly in a principal role uh, awesome. as the wedding efficient. Thank you very much. That's on oh, HBO. <laughs> Going to be on BET. Black and I can't yeah. wait to see it, man. Yeah, man. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah, I watch, BT, I watch BET every night. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. supporting BET. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, when, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, um, that's all I'm going to say. I uh, shouldn't say anymore. I think I said more than I should have, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, 
<laughs> we welcome, we we thank rather um, the amazing panel that's been a part of tonight's show. Uh, starting with guest co-host for the first time on BTB, the first timer. Yes, who did a fantastic job, James Gaines. (laughs) It was a pleasure to be on the show, man. Thank you so much. I I have to be on it again, if you you let me. Yeah. (laughs) love You did a great job, James. We'd love to have you back. One more time, plug your podcast, please, James. Uh, Yes, so my podcast is uh, the Sleepy Gamers Podcast. You can listen to it on Spotify and Apple. And follow us on Instagram, uh, at Sleepy Games Podcast. And now you're Sleepy James now, right? No, I'm James Games. No, no. no well, no, sleepy as in it's late. It's late at night. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> we, we usually don't run the podcast this late. We, we uh, <laughs> no one else does. Trust me. It's no. a late night for us. Yeah. No, no, this like, isn't early for us. This is early for us. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing a better this is job. Early, okay. It actually, it is early. I'm trying to make everybody okay. happy by by but I conveniently <laughs> skip stuff when we get to the close close to that mark. And I've been doing a better job, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. We'd like to thank, of course, Ali Dash, the adorable one. We hope to Aww. hear your voice on a voiceover ad near you. Yeah. They're usually in other states. Other states, I, of course. I know. So I never get to, like, well, I, fi- I find my um, my spots. Check your email if I haven't forwarded you. There's this voiceover project for this animated series. I don't know if you. Oh should... yeah, yeah. Send that to you know me. Know about it? Okay, I'll forward no, it to I you. No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Say a dirty <laughs> word once more. What's that? So say a dirty word once more. <laughs> oh my god, Chachi. Your favorite. <laughs> what the fuck? There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> <In> this <laughs> vagina. Oh. <laughs> We're getting spoiled. I love how like this is hilarious. I don't know if it's my voice, my face. I think it's so innocent. Yeah. <laughs> so innocent and childlike your voice. So when it, you say it, it's like it's like Mother Teresa telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> and that's right. King of the Chachi McFly. The bad influence. The bad influence. Yeah. That's right. The demotivational speaker. Yes. And I'm Al, Celebrity Soto. That's right. It's AAPI Month, people. So closing out tonight's show, my pre-recorded interview at the Creative Coalition with B.D. Wong. Something Yay. Wong. Uh, <laughs> B.D. Wong, of course, you might know him from Law & Order SVU, the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World movies, Aquafina Noir from Queens. Oh, my God. The dude's been in so much, man. Everything. Mr. Robot. Uh, Thing. everything um we talked to him um and um our buddy vincent de paul baltimore's own um kind of tie that in for no particular reason that the <laughs> um anyways uh let's uh listen to those interviews uh closing out tonight's show so on behalf of everybody in studio ali dash james games chachi mcfly and i'm al celebrity soto guys we will see you next week uh for more incredible creative coalition interviews we have grace caroline curry from shazam who plays mary we have Catherine mcnamara we have yvette nicole brown um those um interviews are going to be coming up in the next few weeks guys so it's really exciting um to present those we want to give you a taste each week. We don't want to throw too much at you. So no, exactly. For those in the upcoming weeks, guys, we will see you next week. Until then, peace. peace. See you guys. Peace.
Capitol Hill today with the rest of the Creative Coalition. Uh, How was that experience? It was an incredible experience. It's my first yeah. year doing it. I hope they'll ask me to do it again because it was very interesting. I learned a lot, but I also yeah. felt that there was a, a fair amount of communication that happened that might yeah. not have happened prior if, I, if we weren't here. So that's really great. Yeah. Taking the opportunity to talk to the congressman and the congresswoman about the, the issues that are important to us, which is primarily arts education and the funding for arts education. And, you know, these uh, co people in Congress, they meet people all day on all different issues. And so here we get our, our few minutes in there. And so it's a Give really, a yeah, yeah, that's a really yeah. great um, to be part of that process, to see you hear about it and you don't really know much about it yeah. until you're actually in it. How, how important is arts funding to you? It's, it's, I mean, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't super important. Right. I, I, yeah. I'm the product of arts funding as a yes. kid. Yes. I'm standing here because of it. Yeah. I see the lack of it and I see how kids are transformed by it. It's, it's mostly about kids really yeah. and about, um, bringing uh, people into the new generation of understanding creativity and the value of the, the discipline and all the stuff that arts uh, education can bring to them, not just if they're gonna be artists, actually. Sometimes they're gonna be artists, but also a lot of times just giving them a foundation of tools that they can use in their, in their, in their adult lives. And Aquafina, uh, uh, Nora from Queens, just, just dropped, uh, the new season just dropped, yeah, right? Yes, just, just Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah. What can yeah. we expect uh, for your character this season? I have a great year this year. Yeah. I, um, he, he has a, a, a it starts, starts out and, and for the whole first part of the season yeah. in a terrible low point, yeah. which is always fun for an actor, but real and fun for the audience to uh, kind of root for him. Yeah. And then he, it goes to a really happy place. So I can't tell you what happens, but right. it goes to a really happy place. And at the end of the season, it's really nice if you're really rooting for him. So I'm looking forward to oh, hearing what the fans can't say. wait to see it. Uh, what's it like work, working with Aquafina? She seems like just so fun to be around. I haven't met her yet, but she's extremely fun to be around. Yeah. And she's also a very, uh, there's a lots of different sides to her. That's kind of one of the things I love about her. She's yeah. a very strong and um, committed artist. She brings people into the to the um, to the to the set that she wants to uh, collaborate with. A lot of women and a lot of people of color. That's a that's a thing that you have to be active about doing. Yeah. So she takes that on, and she's also a lot of fun and an incredible. Um, performer, a credible artist, actor. Mm -hmm. So on behind the camera and in front of the camera, she's she's really a very three-dimensional person to be with. Wow, that's, that's awesome to hear, and I can't wait to see the season. Now, which of your Jurassic World uh, Park movies was your favorite and why? I think the last one of the three Jurassic okay. World movies, the last one, is the one where finally I felt it came all around from the very beginning in 1992 when I did Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then to see an, an, um, kind of a, a separate arc of the character in the three Jurassic World movies. So the ending of it is, again, it's kind of it ends on a high note. And so I, you always appreciate that as an actor because you start to become very protective of the characters, right? You, yeah. you, you want good things for them rather than bad things. So when you see them getting what they deserve or what you hope that they would get, then it's really nice. It's, and I think the fans feel that way too, so it's really Yeah, nice. I love that. I can't wait, uh, possibly another film. Yeah. Now, um, which particular franchise have you not worked on yet that you would love to be a part of? Oh, well, I mean, I 
who doesn't want to be in a Marvel movie? Right. You know. Right. And, <laughs> but um, I, I, I don't even, you know, that's the first one that comes to mind. But yes. there's so many. I mean, yeah. just being a part of popular culture yes. and 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 the, the relationship now that younger people and all people, audience members, yes. all audience members really have have to these franchises is not like not how I grew up, and so. It's, it makes it fun to be an actor, to be a part of these things that are really alive for people. It really makes it fun. Wow, BD, thank you uh, for talking to us here. Click thank on this. You. Thank you, click on this. Yeah, you can let's, let us know who you are, BD, yes. and let us know you're on Click on This. Yes. Hey, this is BD Wong, and you're watching Click on This. Hi, welcome. <laughs> nice. I love it. Oh, wow. We had to we had to talk to Vinny DePaul, right? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, so happy to see Baltimore Joan, hon. I love it. We go back so many years yes, from yes. 1987 from my first film Hairspray with John Waters yes, to now. Yes. And um John believed in what the Creative Coalition believed in, yes. supporting the arts. And it's such a uh, important thing this organization yeah. uh to to get lobbyists behind funding. Funding for the arts is so important because we all remember our, our, our first uh, acting gig, don't we? Oh my gosh. Um, so I went to Our Lady of Pompeii, and there wasn't that much acting. So you had to really go out there and try to suss it out. Now, with the Creative Coalition, they're getting lobbyists to say, kids need arts. Kids need this Absolutely. wonderful kind of outlet where they can perform. Yeah. And, Vince, <laughs> <laughs> what are you promoting lately? What's your latest project? Um, so I'm very happy. It's my directorial debut of The Genius of Johnny Versace Alive, nice. which um, was screened in the film market at Berlin Alley in Berlin. Okay. And I go to Canon May. And then also my new Christmas movie, nice. Christmas Couples Retreat. Oh, nice. And, and it was shot on location in Maryland at the Chalet, the uh, Gramercy Chalet. You've done quite a few Christmas movies, haven't you? I love the holiday time. Aren't they great? It just puts me in a great mood. So Christmas. You're Italian. The Italians love Christmas. That's so true. <laughs> we love eating uh, and Christmas. So Christmas Couples Retreat is about uh, three couples who go to boot camp to be better husbands to their wives. And I love it. We can't wait to check it out. Vince, thank you, thank you for stopping to talk with My us. pleasure. So good to see everyone. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Five,